Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to play Dungeons and Dragons. You're watching Dice and Dungeons, and I'm here at the table with... I'm David Wong, I play Nines with the Faxi Bard. I'm Nicole Bates, I play Soria, the Changeling Druid. I'm Greg, I'm playing Allset Ralph, a Furbog Fighter. <laughs> and what are you? I'm Alexis Bates. <laughs> Your dungeon mistress. Our dancing dungeon mistress. <laughs> I'm dancing dungeon That's my mistress. Turn. You can't just you can't just take that from me. <laughs> I'm DDM That's literally the only thing I have. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm out. See ya. I'm back. Welcome back. I don't know. He started dancing. I joined in. We I cut back to the group screen and he was like wiggling on the screen. <laughs> wiggle wiggle. All right. That's a good group name, the Wiggles. Do you think I'm gonna ask that? Yeah, let's call ourselves the Wiggles. I think we should color coordinate ourselves if we do that. I wonder what percentage of our yeah. viewers actually know who the Wiggles were. Are? Are they still around? I don't think they died. <laughs> That's what you're asking. <laughs> They're uh, dead now. I mean, if they're still performing as a group, not if they're dead. Uh -oh. um, at one point, yeah. Anthony Field, the Blue Wiggle, assured fans that he was not dead. Cool. Well, good. His Wikipedia bio wrongly stated he passed away. So. Yeah, it was a tragic wiggle accident. He was the fall of, of the Wiggles. This is real tragic So wiggle. how about them sponsors? <laughs> um, yeah, we've had quite a few announcements um, each episode until now. Last week we are off for the Halloween special. We hope you guys tuned into that and enjoyed the show. It was a lot of fun to make and a ton of effort to make that that took a whole lot of time and energy to make that happen um but as i was going through editing i could see exactly how much all of the players were into that moment and by the end of the episode oh man yeah. you, you guys you guys are kind of broken we we were. Almost... I was mostly just uh, sick from all of the candy cigarettes. I ate. <laughs> you ate oh. so many, so many. I can't tell you how many times. Do you have a counter. You were just like, <laughs> <laughs> like it makes no sense <laughs> the way that you would do this. <laughs> Leave that. It's perfect. I don't. I didn't have a counter. Maybe. Um, Maybe somebody in the audience uh, could go back and count for us. And count all of the candy cigarettes. Yeah. If if someone does that, you'll have done that. It'll be good. So how about them sponsors? <laughs> you just want me to get through the, the sponsor read. We don't want to talk about my candy cigarette addiction. <laughs> you wanna no. you don't you just wanna get to the episode and stop Yeah, I wanna mm. I wanna kill the voice. <laughs> That's it's not the NBC show, just to be clear. It is not the NBC show. Um, oh, God, you still have some? Oh, no. They're still around. They're so gross. And How old are they now? What, what do you think? Do you think they're going to go stale? They're already stale. It's like sweethearts. They can't go bad. Anyway, those sponsors you were talking about. Everyone's surrounding me now. Um, 
We only have one sponsor this week, and that is Geekified. Geekified is a tabletop gaming store out of Vinton, Iowa, that takes online and in-store orders for all of your tabletop role-playing game needs, including the most recent addition to the 5th edition catalog of books, which is Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons. I have our own copy on order. It is being shipped here, and I don't have it yet but I will very soon. Uh, I'm excited for this one. Fizzaban's Treasury of Dragons adds both um, chromatic and gem, right? You got that right? Chromatic, gem, and some metallic. And some, some metallics that weren't already there. Um, as playable Dragonborn backgrounds. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. And the Strixhaven book's coming out on the 16th. Yeah, that's um, just a few weeks away now. I'm there's a whole two weeks away. Jeez, that's really close. Um, there's a whole lot of content coming for fifth edition in like the fourth quarter of this year. Yeah. Tons of it. So Fizzabane's Treasury Dragons is out now. I don't think there's any more limited art copies available through Geekified at the moment. Sometimes you get some more, so check that out. But of course, there's some standard edition copies there, and this is for uh, sort of the core role-playing elements of D&D. This brings some of the biggest expansions to character design and development of any other books in a long time. I think the last one that did quite as much for character design was Tasha's uh, Cauldron. Tasha's of Cauldron. Everything. Yeah, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. I'm excited because when I die in this episode, I'll be able to make an actual dragon as a character. Yeah, and it would tie in interestingly to um, all our stories because we have like a whole dragon society. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. So when you die, you can yeah, do that. Once you kill me. Yeah. yeah, and then we can buy a new mini. And yeah, exactly. That. And then the, the staff can break on that many times too. <laughs> I won't use the staff. <laughs> Uh, so go and pick up Fizzaband's Treasury of Dragons if you haven't already. Yeah, over at geekified.us forward slash discount forward slash dice and dungeons. Using that URL, which will be posted in our YouTube description and Twitch chat as we go along here today, yeah, we'll get you 5% off your first purchase. And anything you buy through there does help support the show. So we appreciate that. And we appreciate you supporting our lovely sponsor geekified who does so much to help us out and sends us all of our books uh, uh, we do pay for them but they give us a nice discount and um have been supporting the show for seven months now since the beginning since the beginning since episode one so we really appreciate wow. their continuing support mm -hmm. and your support for them as well uh that is the only sponsorship announcement we have this week uh, i think it's a long one though well, yeah, because there's a new book to highlight. So we critique her for not getting to the sponsor, and now you're critiquing her for taking too long. Mm -hmm. Well, I had to yes, highlight the new the That's new what book. I do. And there's tons of books coming out right now, and I love it. I am in DM heaven. We share the book. You're not allowed to highlight it. <laughs> I don't highlight. I know. You said you wanted to highlight the book. I was making a joke. Okay, I get it now. I was about to say, I dog ear. Then I was like, no, I'm going to make all... I don't actually dog ear. I would make all that of the book fans on YouTube just frothing mad in the comments. <laughs> it would be... She just doesn't read. <laughs> I'm illiterate. 
anyway. Explained so much about our campaign. <laughs> have you ever seen a book in this campaign? Except for no, all the books. Except that for we all have. the books that you run into. I had a whole box of smell books. Uh, with that conclusion, I think we can move on to today's episode. So, Dungeoneers, let's roll. Last week on Dyson Dungeons, the party attempted to escape from the city of Krebstadt with mixed and watery results. They did manage, however, to find shelter in an old pirate hideaway. Thanks to the captain's knowledge of this little hidden cove, they were able to take a, a rest their temporary accommodations, which were behind a trap door and into sort of a bit of a cave area. And although it's a bit cramped and rather dimly lit, it's certainly comfortable as the furniture they found inside is all very plush, soft and well cared for. So they enjoyed a long rest both literally and game mechanically. And that is where we pick up today's episode. Well, I must say that even though the entrance was quite inconvenient, that this pirate lounge has been most comfy. It could use a disco ball. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It's a Feywild thing. <laughs> <laughs> well... That was a nice long rest. I feel refreshed. I'll make some breakfast. That will be most wonderful. <clears throat> it's gonna be cabbage. Cabbage. Okay. <laughs> and crab. Crab and cabbage. Crabbage. <laughs> crabbage soup. Nope, crabbage pancakes. Cra it's breakfast. Crabbage pancakes. <laughs> yeah, it's like crab cakes. Okay, so I like that you have all the ingredients to make pancakes and decided to <laughs> add both crab, which almost makes sense, uh -huh. and cabbage, which way the hell doesn't make sense. Can't I just have crab witch? You want a crab witch? Yeah, crab witch. Okay, I can make crab witches. A little what? crab with a... Do you have a, a little witch's request? hat kind of skitters by, looks no. looks at you, and then gets disappointed when it realizes what? it's a sandwich no, you're talking please, about. Please continue with the cooking of the breakfast. All right. 
Listen, I haven't had a chance to resupply lately. I have a bunch of crab jerky and one head of cabbage. And oregano. And plenty of spices. <laughs> plenty of so, spices. Although the furniture is most comfortable here, there does not seem to be anything to eat. What do you mean? I'm cooking I mean, right now. I in the, mean, in the lounge. I mean... Hi, Bob! Is, is what do you still... want from me? It's an oh. old and largely abandoned pirate resting point and sort of a hideaway. Weren't you keep... trying to feed us? Weren't you keeping watch outside? Well, yes, but I can hear you all in there. Oh, you're... are we that loud? Yes. Oh. I mean, you just dug back into a cave about, what, 20 feet or so? That's true. It do... does echo down the hole a bit. We do have this, uh menu from the tangy crab that was slid under the door if you want to order from there for breakfast. They <laughs> delivered to Hidden Pirate Cove? I don't know. I don't know how we'd call them. I don't have like a dull stone to the tangy crab. In out of game context here, I did finally notice on uh, my driving this week did you? the tangy crab advertisements. In the area. Yeah. In the area. Yeah. And... I told you it was real. Yeah, oh, I believed you, but now I finally saw it, and I can only think of it through Welcome to the Tangy Crab! <laughs> That's the only way that I can envision the real-world restaurant, so I'm never going there, because I don't want to ruin that. I feel like going there wouldn't ruin that. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Um... Okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Captain... <laughs> Yes. What's uh, what's the plan here? Well, the plan is to, as pirates have done here for generations before us, uh, wait until the figurative storm calms. And then we sneak out under cover of darkness during the next evening and make our way out to my ship. All right, because it, it's the the Zephyr, right? Yes. That's supposed to be here, like, today, isn't it? It is supposed to meet us today, yes. It right. probably won't be quite as well provisioned, but I made some arrangements to have minimal supplies on there, so we won't go hungry, but it won't be quite the most festive of environments. Don't worry, there's at least a little bit of rum. I keep hearing it's always gone! <laughs> so we just have to nothing. we just need to wait here until night hmm. um, in theory yes we oh. can spend our days here and just well take anyway. a load off I believe is the expression I am quite good at waiting I will begin to wait now oh good should I go out and keep watch you seem to think that was important last night Keeping watch is just good practice. Well, you all eat this cabbage. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just leave it here in a bowl. And I'll go... I'll crawl back outside to go... Did you just, like, take a head of cabbage, set it in a bowl? No, I, I cooked it with crab in the pan. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. and spices. Spiced crabbage. Spiced crabbage. 
That just sounds awful. <laughs> Toss them in mayo first. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so it would be like coleslaw. Yeah. Crab coleslaw. Yeah. Oh. Crab slaw? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going outside to keep Red watch. No I'm waiting. Do, do, do we all know the... Uh, the code for if we're getting attacked or we've been found or anything like that. Maybe you should say, help, we are being attacked. Yeah, that's the code. <laughs> All right, I crawl out. I always find that being direct is the easiest way to communicate. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is, I like that as a code word, where being attacked means we're being attacked. Yeah, very good. Yes, don't say that if we are not being attacked. That would be confusing. No, don't say that. Do you want me to just yell, we're not being attacked, unless we are, and I'll stop yelling altogether? Ah, take the nuclear power plant approach. Yeah. Where the alarm is always the, going the, off. The fervent tech plant approach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna crawl outside. <laughs> what is wrong with your society? <laughs> This is disco balls and nuclear power. <laughs> I think you just. I think you just described, you know, 1970s West Germany. Yeah. <laughs> disco balls and nuclear power. That's. I, I'll I'll wave to the spiders as I crawl by. <laughs> I don't really do anything. They're spiders. I'm gonna just set up out, right outside the shack and keep watch. Okay. There's like a kind of raggedy hey, beach chair. Yes. I'm bored. Well, I'm terribly sorry about that. How do I get rid of boredom? Well, one usually finds a way to entertain oneself. Well, what do you do to entertain yourself? Well, I... Play little mind experiments in my head, pose myself philosophical questions, and then debate with myself. Do you win? Sometimes. So you lose sometimes. Sometimes it's not really a winner. See, that's the uh, most entertaining part about philosophy. Sometimes you can bat around a question for days on end, come up with no answer, and for some reason still think that's enjoyable. Hmm. I'm just not hearing a story of that. Very well. I will continue to wait. I'm good at waiting. I'll you just, and Bob are both waiting. I'll just idly practice my lock picking while I'm what, keeping watch. Okay. I'm going to practice my gong. Right next to Soria. <laughs> oh god. That sounds so bad. I need to learn the silence spell. <laughs> we just lost all of our podcast listeners. <laughs> right now, there's someone at their job. It's an office, or they're on like a, a line of like a production, or maybe they're just delivering something in traffic and they just went God ah, ripped out their earbud and threw it on the ground and all of their co-workers are looking at them just 
like, what are you doing? And their only response can be gong. <laughs> That's all they got. You are waiting outside. Yep. It's at this point, um, kind of late morning. All right. After your evening hours running around, trying to escape. The sun is it's just starting to crest over the, the cliffs that surround this little lagoon. Anything you want to do with your time out here other than practice your lockpicking? Just idly practice, mostly just keep an eye out and I'll keep an ear out for okay. people. I, are we up against like a cliffside or is there space going back behind us? It depends on how you want to position yourselves. So there's like a beach. Yeah. That surrounds this little lagoon. And the, between the beach, there, I mean, there's like a house that's sort of the. Uh, the trap house, the shack, the shack <laughs> where the little trap door way into this hidden area is. There's also. Um. You know, some greenery, trees, okay. some... What'd you say? Well, if that doesn't feel like there's a lot of ways in other than the beach, I'm going to mostly watch that. The only... As far as you can remember from the outside of this area, the only ways in would be climbing up and over... Cliffs. Some, you know, fairly jagged and steep cliff sides. They're not very tall only about 30 feet. So yeah, it'd be totally doable, but unlikely right. for people to do that. I'll keep my eye on the water then. Okay. A few hours pass. Why don't you roll uh, D100 to see how you're coming along with your thieves tools. 49. 49, very good. I'll uh, peruse the uh, Fervent Tech Manual once more. Sure, go ahead. Having read it about 850 times already, there's nothing new in it, but you know. Last nine's true in it. 49. 49 as well. Yeah, weird, huh? huh. All right. A few hours pass by. It's now kind of right in the middle of the afternoon. Sun is high above. Make a perception check. Twenty-one. You start to notice that there's a... a fog gathering around you like the whole area i mean it's coming it's emanating from the water that's quite clear you've seen you know you, you've seen this kind of happen before around the area and and anywhere where there's this large body of water fog happens usually not quite in the middle of the day with the sun shining brightly down but it does happen so there's a fog that's now building up. Do you get fog a lot here, Captain? 
Don't know. I uh, don't usually come here. I've only been here once before. You know the ocean, right? Yes. Is it normal to get fog in here? Yeah. In, in the, this the, location specifically? This time of day? I wouldn't know. Like I said, I've only been here a couple of times. But fog happens all over the place on the ocean. Okay. I wouldn't be too overly concerned about it. Then I won't be. Alright. <laughs> How's all Seth in there? He's staring at me, and he hasn't blinked in a while. <laughs> Have you moistened his eyeballs? <laughs> yeah, we left an eyedropper in there for you. No, do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Olsef, there's a visine for that. <laughs> the only thing you should be concerned about is if the fog suddenly gets thicker. Then be concerned. Because oh. it's probably illusionary effect meant to I don't know trap us into something or other yeah is the fog getting thicker make a perception check not nearly as good um 13 maybe you're kind of have you're having that moment when you're not sure if you remembered it correctly, and now that someone's told you to watch out for this thing, you're not sure if you're seeing it or if you're imagining it. So you can't quite tell. Hey, nines. Yes. Cool with the gong for a second. <laughs> it's. <laughs> oh, wait, no, not cool like that. Okay. <laughs> Is this fog looking look like it's getting thicker to you? I think I'd have to do a perception check for that. <laughs> oh, would you like guidance? No, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. All right. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Make a perception check to <laughs> see if the fog gets thicker. Since uh, that's a six, because I rolled in that one. So you I just keep looking at my gong and say, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and that gong, you've just been beating away at it, just bang, bang. It is good that you keep banging on the gong, that way if anyone is trying to find us, they know where to look. So I'm not too sure about this fog, why don't you two come out here? Just in case. Oh, very well. Since you seem to say that it could be problematic. And also it's not doing anything important. So. Hey, I'm waiting. I'm moistening his eyeballs. <laughs> Don't forget to voice in uh, Dromar's eyeball too Oh yeah <laughs> I crawl out Through the tunnel of spiders Saying Hello spiders Thank you for letting us pass Do they just hang out in that one spot? I mean, they're spiders. These are web spiders, I assume. So they're just like catching bugs that come through here, right? Yeah. They just hang out. That's what they do. That's how they like to be. So what is it that you have called me for? Well, the captain here said that all this fog, it might be normal or it might be, well, what did you say, an illusionary trap? Um, well, yes. Could be concealing someone's entrance to this place. It's a trick that a lot of pirates use. 
most pirates end up keeping, you know, one or two illusionist spellcasters. And Is... they perform some sort of tricks to help them cover their tracks. Well... Is the uh, fog around us? Or is it off? Away it's, from us? It, it's coming, it's sort of thin by where you're at, but it's it, it's around you. Mm-hmm. And it's always kind of hard to tell with fog. When you're like in a fog bank and you look around, you can see that there's fog there, but you're like, you can't see the fog that you're in because you're in that fog. And you're able to see through. Do you think you might detect magic and see if it's an illusionary fog? I can do that once every short rest, yes, and I have had a long rest. So I, if you wish, um, can detect to see if this fog is magic. Well, why don't we? Well, I do then. I cast <laughs> detect magic on the fog. <laughs> okay. Um... When you cast Detect Magic. On the fog. <laughs> well, you I mean, just cast it. Yeah, you just cast Detect Magic. <laughs> no. no, specifically <laughs> the fog. <laughs> I don't want to know if there's any magic on anything else, just the fog. When you cast Detect Magic, um, you know, you get the usual pings around you, but... You also get it from the fog. You you do get the sense of illusion magic from this. Illusion magic? There is illusion magic in the fog. Why don't you light up your sword? I will light up my sword. Um, now I have a flaming sword. I take it out of the scabbard. First. So if this, Captain, if this is illusionary magic, does that mean someone has found us here? Oh, quite possibly. Should we maybe How could get... could possibly have found us? Oh, you know that I'm not the only person who knows about this. And you've been banging that gong really loud for like in three hours now. Practice <laughs> makes perfect. I, I, I don't disagree. Should we maybe take some defensive or hiding-based thing? <laughs> Well, Maybe given the way that those ripples are coming up on the beach now, yes, I'm almost certain there's a ship coming in. Hmm. Would it be best to take up some sort of defensive positions? It wouldn't be one of your ships, would it? Highly unlikely. They couldn't fit in here. Uh, Alseth, why don't you take point? What would you like me to point at? I mean, get in front of us oh. so we don't get stabbed. Well, uh, are we taking up a defensive position or are we hiding? Uh, what would you prefer? Um, I think we should hide so that we have the advantage when they come ashore. All right, let's go hide. They do have a scene here, and that is what they've got. So I'll bring up the group map. Yeah. All right. Switch it to our top-down shot. So if we have a second, I'm going to hide behind these little uh, bushes over here. Mm-hmm. Hide, Just, hide me in front of you. Like, or right here. Yeah. That way I can I can go out on the beach. Nines, where would you like to go? I'll go wherever the captain goes. Because he has a gun. 
captain. Um, why don't you put the captain uh, behind the house, behind the shack? You want to be behind like this tree? Yes. And now we will wait some more. And I'm going to actively try to hide. Okay. Why don't you all make a stealth check and see how well you position yourselves? Guys, in. Sixteen. Eleven. Okay. With guidance. You wait a little while. Did you turn on your sword, by the way? Yes. Okay. Did you turn that off? While we're hiding, because it does cast like 20 feet of light. Um, it is broad yes. daylight, though. Okay. I was going to have you roll a disadvantage if you... Had kept the flame on. Had kept your flame on. So, you wait a little while. Five minutes goes by. Ten minutes. About fifteen minutes in. You see the prow of a ship. Not too much bigger than the one that came in on. A little bigger. And it's a little cresting. Bigger dinghy. It's a little bigger dinghy. And it comes into the beach here. And its sails, small though they may be, are the sails of the voice. <laughs> you see the ship land just kind of crashes into the sand. Not a very good driver. I don't think they're called drivers on a boat. Oh, what are they called? Boat guys. <laughs> Not a very good boat guy. Just, I like that instead of like, take the helm, it's take the guy. <laughs> Boat guy. Boat is a title? <laughs> and you are a boat guy when you... Drive the boat. Uh, when you drive the boat. <laughs> <laughs> ten and two. <laughs> driving oh, the boat. Ten and two. Although, now, now I think they teach when my sisters went through it. I have younger sisters that are much younger than I am. When they went through it, I think they teach... Nine and three now because of airbags. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have and, airbags on the dinghy? Uh, I don't think so. Oh well, then they I, don't have to worry about that. I, I think they'll be all right. Yeah. So. So they didn't go off when it hit the beach. No. <laughs> it gently. Did they fall forward in a secondary collision? No. It's not like a. They just careened into it. It seems more like. Like when I was like. Like an on-purpose beaching uh -huh. to to beach the boat so that it won't easily slip away. 
and out hops two ogres. The same two? You're not hundred percent sure. I'm pretty good with faces. Yeah. They're well, they're not wearing tuxedos. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so it might be. You can make a perception check to try and ID them. Yeah. To determine if they are. Nope. No idea. <laughs> Just too too overwhelmed by everything right now. That the one. fog obscuring things. That one. So it was an eight. It's a little hard through the fog yeah. to see what things are. I wasn't that invested. Okay, good to know. I'd like to know that my players aren't invested in, <laughs> in, in whether or not these are the same ogres that we fought before. It's good It's good info as a DM. <laughs> it helps me play. I meant Soria's not personally that invested. Not me personally. As oh, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so there's two ogres. It's two ogres. And then a can comparatively shorter and more slender elf hops down hmm. his attire and his comportment give him away fairly quickly as Larry Tav mm -hmm. the voices manager oh they're here everybody they still following us I'm pretty sure that's the ship they took off with last night. So, spread out. Look around. Let's find them. Are they grouped together right now? For the moment, they are still fairly close, but they are moving in different directions. How far away from me? Uh, they're right at the shoreline, so... Uh, you know, that's a... It's quite a ways. Probably about a... It looks like it's 60 or 70 feet. 60, 70 feet? Yeah. Um, do we want to just take care of... See what we can do here? I mean, I don't think that they know we're here. Right? Well, they said that they were going to spread out. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm just going to hit them with a fairy fire right now while they're grouped up. We would know where they were then for sure. They'd be lit up. Mm -hmm. That's true. I am going to... I can't talk with Nines because he's 30 feet that way. So I'm just going to cast Fairy Fire, which is a 20-foot cube up to 60 feet away. Okay. And try and get all three of them Fairy Fired. Okay. So and it's a 20-foot cube, you said? Yeah. Right. So while they're still sort of grouped up, I'm that should going hit them. to whisper my little fey words together, create my luminescent spores, and blow it 60 feet over them. Okay. What's the save on that? Dexterity 15. 15, okay. One of the ogres gets hit and is now clearly illuminated by it. The other ogre seems to have been much more deft, as is Larry, in maneuvering out of the way of this. And now I need everyone to roll initiative. Mm -hmm. I light up my sword. Well, I was casting. And I am going to set the ogres in place. And Larry. Sorry, I still have a no-kill policy. Yes. 
I'm gonna need what you if to they're ogres though move them down oh what ogres are people too yeah. yeah we we met an ogre in Nordfeld in the pre-show she worked at the at fudge grunkles and I don't know what happened to my Larry figure I'm gonna grab a Larry figure. I'll be right back. Yeah, it's he is this guy. Oh sure, sure that can be Larry. Since he's just sitting here. Yeah. I don't know if Larry is as a bow, but that guy. Yeah, it's not as representative of Larry as the figure I picked out was, but it'll do just fine. Uh, fairy. Can I have a fairy fire ring? Yes. Which course. one got hit? The one closer to you, uh, as a person on the map. So that one, yes. Got hit with fairy fire. And I need everyone's initiative. 15. 15. Cool, Seth? Seven. Nines? I also got seven. All right. Nines is enjoying a truly wonderful AT&T quality connection right there. <laughs> and let's see, what does the captain get? Classic. The captain rolled incredibly well. Okay. Now being in combat. Um... The captain is going to come out from behind the house, realizing there's not all that much he can do at this point about that. Move towards the ogres. Yeah, about there. And takes aim. Gentlemen, I really do regret doing this to another pirate, but you know how it goes. And unleash, unleashes a blast from his... Now familiar, Fervin Firebrand. Are the ogres pirates? Well, he is treating them as pirates. Huh. Do they have any eye patches? Or ogre-sized parrots? <laughs> dire parrots? <laughs> dire parrots. <laughs> he takes an aim, and his aim is indeed true, meaning that he places a shot, and it he seems to be maybe being a bit generous. You've seen him be vicious with this gun before, and he grazes the bicep of the right ogre, the one that is not fairy fire. Uh -oh. this, is, this is your chance now. Leave, or I'll have to continue unloading this gun at you. I think you've seen what it can do. That's um, the kind of thing I would say. Quick question. Yes. What are the ogres wearing if they're not wearing tuxedos? Uh, they're wearing... Just regular suits? They're, they're wearing... Business, regular <laughs> business suits. It's just a work day. Business it's casual. business casual. It's Friday. The, the uh, two ogres shirts. are wearing some, some armor, some very large... I mean, it looks good, like, you know, normal clothing, just very large version <laughs> of it. I was just know? curious. And they have some armor on. Not very heavy armor, but enough to give them a little bit of protection. 
And now the captain. Just in range. Um, the captain's gonna. Yeah, he's just gonna be done for now. Choosing to take up more of a perhaps. Uh, enemy. We're trying to warn the enemy. Taking a page out of Ulseth's book right now. And that brings us to. Uh, that ogre that he just shot at, actually. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The fairy fire ogre. I got them reversed in my head. Fairy fire. That fairy fire ogre is going to move, take its full action and movement to move closer. It has no ranged uh, weapon here. And go ahead and move at 60 feet. Where is that moving? Uh, straight at you guys. Actually, 80 feet. Excuse me. They have a four. Like, 40 foot move speed. Up to Ulseth or the captain? Yeah, yeah up to Ulseth. Okay. He seems to be ignoring the captain entirely. Right on top of us. And that took his action and his movement, so he can't do anything else. And that brings us to Soria. All right, that changes my plan a little. Um... All right. Yikes. All right, I'm going to step back. Uh, I'm probably getting way off the map here. Um, the camera, but. Yeah, you're back there. I'm going to move back here. And I'm going to Go, I uh, hope you're ready, Ulseth, and cast Thorn Whip, pulling out my little branch and whipping it forward to attack that ogre. All right, go ahead, make your attack. And I get advantage because of fairy fire. You do indeed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Four and a two. Um, that's a 11 to hit. You hit. I hit? Yeah. With an 11, okay. They're big, I guess. They're big. That comes with some downsides sometimes. <laughs> Two piercing damage. Okay. And he is yanked 10 feet towards me, which should pull him just out of Ulseth's range. He lets out a... But I got an attack of opportunity, right? Yep. And yeah, you can use your attack of opportunity. I'll definitely use my attack of opportunity with my burning blade. And I get advantage. Remember that you need to take a bonus action. To he did your say brain. he activated it as I cast Fairy Fire. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Oh, yes. So thank you for telling me. I Dad had escaped back my then, attention. Knowing that we would be getting into combat. We can. We can check the VOD to confirm. I believe you. Okay. Sometimes um, I miss things. 17 and 724. Okay. That definitely hits. Okay. An 11 you, you just hit. watched an 11 hit, so. Yeah, well, I just, you know, wanted to announce what I got. There you go. The other one was um, only 10. But you wouldn't tell me whether that hits or not because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so do I do the slashing first or the fire first? Both at the same time. Both at the same time. Well, okay, we'll do this first. I, yep. I, and then you add them all together. Ooh, that's an 8. Plus four, that's 12 slashing damage and uh, eight fire damage. 12 slashing and eight fire. Wow, nice. 
that is a boatload of damage that you just poured out there. 20 damage. So as you swing your it. blade down on this ogre that you basically like threw your thorn whip around its waist, it got hurled back like that, pulled, and then you just brought your blazing sword down across its back, making this big nasty gash, and also simultaneously cauterizing it for safety. So that was convenient. Yeah. Now like, on, in fact, that was nice. Yeah. yeah. It's handy that way. It lets ah, out a real fire sword. Deep, just as it is clearly in a fair bit of pain from that one. I'm gonna just swing around with my last bit of movement there, and I don't think I want to use my bonus action, so I am done. Okay, then that brings us to nines. It's your turn. Wow, they rolled really poorly then. Well, the other one did not roll well, no. Um, I guess the only thing I can do without... Uh, I'm just going to cast a vicious mockery on the one you attacked. Do I might within 60 feet of it? Uh, you can... Uh, yeah, I think so. The one we're fighting. Yes. Yeah, you should be within 60 feet. Hey, Ogre! Ugh. You suck! I believe the save is a DC 14 wisdom. Yep. That's what my dad always said. Oh, geez, nines. Go ahead and roll for my damage. My dad sucks, too! <laughs> Well, that balances it out. One, one a massive damage to it. <laughs> but whole one disadvantage on its next attack, right? All yes. right, that'll come in handy when it tries to kill. Also, then uh, anything else you want to do on your turn? Uh, no, I'm gonna hide like a coward. You already They're are big. Hiding. They, they are. They are quite large. Okay. Uh, then it is now the other ogre's turn, and that ogre, just like the first, is going to use its full movement and action to storm up the beach, uh, going towards the captain. And that's 80. Uh, no, that's less than 80. That's the, that's the full movement, is 80. Oh, yeah, that gets there before, uh, within 80. Okay, good. Uh, that one's going to take a swing at the captain, apparently looking for some retribution after being shot. You can attack after moving 80? Shouldn't be, if it was its full action to move. Yes, thank you. I am apparently a bit out of it today. I don't usually make that mistake, but I did make it there. Yeah. Thank you for catching me. You're welcome, captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. I apparently need some more sleep. That's the, or more coffee. One or the other. More coffee. More coffee. All right. Ulseth, um, that brings us to you. Yeah. You who are a wounded ogre, I will repeat the captain's uh, offer that if you stop attacking, we will let you go. This is what I do to earn money. See, he's just proletariat. Do you want to move up next to him? Well, I should, yes. Um, I get advantage still because of the fairy fire. Yep. Um, so 17. Yep, that'll hit. Absolutely. I'm using my main hand first. I kind of figured. 
Um, uh, Since your 11. curse has ended. 11 slashing damage and five fire damage. Dang. Maybe that, maybe that sword your master left you, he just bought at a mall. <laughs> <laughs> this one does seem it's to like hit It's like an Arwen replica <laughs> sword. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I use my offhand. I raise a Lashalar. You definitely don't roll higher on your offhand now. Yeah. Um, 7 is 21. This one doesn't doesn't usually do very much damage. Well, he, sometimes it does a lot. Compared to your old sword. It, yeah. Six, yeah. Six more slashing damage. Okay. You beat two heavy blows uh, still into its back the way that it's facing. Your main hand slashes in the other direction across its back. Your off hand kind of slices along its calf and it buckles for a moment going down to one knee and seems to be in a lot of pain as it just roars out. So that's you, you guys have beaten the hell out of that. That is where you are at with that. Particular so how much program. are you being paid for this? doesn't respond. Larry Tav, down by the beach, uh, looks up at this scene and just says, I apparently need to hire better help. This is the best they got. It does nothing. Mm. It's back to the captain. The captain, being in melee here, decides that he is going to use his bonus action to disengage and move 30 feet away from that towards Ulseth. And then when he gets there, he's going to line up and take a shot square at the ogre that was just attacking him. Oh, I'm back here. Yep. Which will connect. This time he takes a slightly more aggressive stance and plants a bolt right through his shoulder. You see his arm kind of twitch as the wound, because his ammunition is also on fire, is instantly cauterized. And there's this black mark where the bullet connected. It winces in pain and then sort of shrugs it off. Well, uh, folks, I think that we might be able to handle these two. Just keep it together and, you know, try not to get hit by the clubs. And that'll conclude his action, which brings us to the ogre that he just ran towards and that you've beaten the shit out of. That ogre is going to turn around, looking at Ulseth, who is quite clearly his assailant, and swing down with his massive club. What's your AC? 15. Okay, then this will definitely hit. As the club- Did you roll with disadvantage already? Because he was vicious mocked. Yes. That I was did. with disadvantage. Okay. Thank you. Good for checking. Yep, I appreciate it, because today I'm slightly out. I only heard one roll, so. Yeah, that's the cloth. I've got a 
well, you know this, but to all the viewers, I have a little felt I roll on, and some of them are quite soft with um, these kind of die. It's the plastic, plastic die. So that one connects and deals uh, 16 damage to you <laughs> as it comes down Six. clear on top of your head, and you are just... You're seeing the little birds flying around, oh, cartoon stars, style. Stars and moons. You're seeing double. Four ogres. That's. <laughs> 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 I like that Simpsons joke. So. That that is an old school Simpsons <laughs> joke. That that is, what season six or something? Oh, I like that. That's yeah. Thirty seasons ago. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me I'm old. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, that'll conclude its turn, and that brings up Soria. All right, first thing I'm going to do is call upon the fey energies surrounding me and use two of my Balm of the Summer Court dice on Ulseth to send a nice glowing radiant green heal towards you, so you get six hit points. Thank you. Plus two temporary hit points. Definitely needed that after that big old clubbing uh, that hit. That is very refreshing. Some of the birds are gone now and all of the stars have disappeared. <laughs> uh, remember also, non-lethal damage, these are just employees. As I ready my thorn whip. <laughs> And shoot it out towards the ogre. Ulseth, who definitely has a pretty severe concussion right now. Remember, non-lethal damage. Just, just a reminder. It's a memo. Uh, yeah, that's a 19 to hit. Okay. Definitely hits. So, five piercing damage. Okay. Non-lethal. I can't non, do non-lethal with this. Non-lethal piercing damage. I non-lethally stabbed you. <laughs> and drag him 10 feet towards me. That will provoke an attack of opportunity. And I raise my flamey sword in a non-lethal way. <laughs> um, How can you do fire damage non-lethally? I'm, I'm wondering the same thing. 20. 20 definitely hits. We'll find out. <laughs> Ooh, that was a bad slasher. Um, only five slashing damage, but 11 non-lethal burning damage. <laughs> 11 non-lethal burning damage. <laughs> so you managed to get, sort of blunt your blade a bit. However, not quite understanding um, how you could Where? do non-lethal burning damage. You, he's on fire now. You've managed to catch all of his clothing on fire and he's burning and screaming and rolling around to the ground, desperately trying to put out that so flame. Does he fall prone? He, he is definitely prone. Um, he is out of combat. And if he were played, he'd be making uh, death saving throws right now. So you know, create water. <laughs> no. I, uh, Roll him into the ocean. <laughs> I'm going to use a bonus action to uh, cast second wind. On but my... it's my turn. Oh. Yeah. 
was about oh, to I say. Can't. Oh, that's right. It wasn't we're, my turn. We're just all using... struggling with combat today. <laughs> and by all of us, I mean two of us. <laughs> two of us are struggling <laughs> with combat. But I will be that's done. That's some math right there. I'll be done shortly. I'm just using my full movement. Okay. Five, ten, okay. To move behind this rock. Okay. You are behind a rock. I have a plan. You have a plan. Okay. It's not the most exciting low low angle shot right now. No, we've kind of moved off into the no, back. No, you, you've moved way off into the back. Um, that brings us to Nines. Nines, it is your turn. Well, I was going to use Sasha's hideous laughter, but I think I'm going to do is I'm going to turn to the ogre that tried to attack the captain. Mm-hmm. Hey, buddy! You should probably take your buddy and roll him into the ocean before he uh, burns to death as I cast Suggestion on him. Oh, good call. Okay. Uh, is that also a wisdom save? Yep. 14? Yep. Okay. I really... I also back away from him 40 feet because <laughs> I don't know if that spell worked. This look of great concern comes over his face as his buddy is rolling around in the ground on fire and he dashes over there how many feet is that it looks like from because it's just behind my angle where i can say he can basically get there with his movement speed yeah uh picks him up technically he does provoke an attack of opportunity passing through Ulseth and the captain well Ulseth has well, also for already used, used, his used his reaction. reaction. Yeah. The captain. Oh, wait. I am in ruined stance, which gives me two reactions. Did you adopt that stance? I think it it's did. a bonus action to adopt a stance. Oh, it at is. At the very beginning, I thought I just got into them right away, but that's all right. You do need to declare your bonus stances. Okay. They are a bonus action, and they can be used before combat. Uh, you just need to declare, but they're new. Yes, yes we're all... They're all brand new. Level three. Yeah. I mean, that's a truly exciting kind of achievement. <laughs> you never thought you'd see the day. I no. thought I'd be dead before level three. <laughs> Not the well, character, of... just you. Uh, so let's see. The captain is not going to take an attack of opportunity here. Yeah. As the ogre picks up his buddy... And moves, well, I'll call picking up his friend takes half action since the friend is just prone and not able to really resist or do anything like that. Uh, and moves 20 feet around that rock, just kind of continuing with movement uh, towards the ocean water. And the fire has also started spreading to him so he takes two damage from the fire because he was engulfed in flames and now he is holding a flaming thing does the <laughs> damage break the suggestion at this point it's pretty clear that you were able to influence him um it does say, do obviously harmful acts end the spell. 
I don't I don't think that counts then. Yeah, it's not and, like hit your head with a rock or something. Yeah. yeah. And as long as me or any of my companions don't hit him or do damage, the spell doesn't end. Yep. All right. Okay. Um. Then that. That's uh, his whole turn. He used all his movement and his action. And now it's Ulseth. Um, I will move as... Oh, let's see. Can I use my action surge in addition to my movement to get to... Um, Larry Tab or not? 5, 10, 15. 20, 30. Uh, no, you'd be just shy. You wouldn't have an action if you wanted to get to him. Well, move me 30 feet toward Larry Tav. You can use your bonus action to adopt one of your new stances. Well, I will... Um... pick Lok, which is a stance for my main hand, which gives me plus one to hit, which might be handy. And I will say... There's a Google device in the background that for some reason <laughs> heard Google in all of that. And now it continues to prattle on. Hopefully, because and, he said the magic uh, word. I'm not sure if it can be picked up by the microphones, but hopefully not. During right. the Halloween special, we had a phone go off mm -hmm. in the 15th century, and that definitely got picked up by the mics, and that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, you are the voices, Lackey. <laughs> Speaking again for the captain. You may take the opportunity to surrender, and we will stop the attack on you and your ogres. He doesn't seem to respond. You are, in the moment of things, basically shouting at an ogre who's now on fire, running no, with no, his buddy. Shouting at Larry. Shouting at Larry Tab. Oh, shouting at Larry Tab. I thought you were shouting at the ogres. No, no. Uh, Larry the pays voices, the no mind to you. The ogre seemed rather busy right now. Oh, I misunderstood. Could, you could use your standard action to charge forward 30 more feet. Um, that would use up my full action, wouldn't it? Yeah, you've used your movement and bonus. No, I'll just stay where I am. And hold your standard action? Yes. All right. Okay. Then, when you do, Larry goes... Uh, I always have to bring back up to these things. Come on, boys. We still got work to do. And two more ogres jump out from the boat and have walked up next to him now. So you can make, take the two ogres that are running over there. For all intents and purposes, they're out of combat. And two more appear done with the beachhead. 
it is now their turn. We were doing good. The one with the white base moves uh, up to Ulseth. If that's 40, that's exactly as close as he can get. All right. Very good. Takes his big club, swings it out. This will connect, dealing... Seventeen damage to you. Oof. Oh no. Um as you have suffered yet one more clearly concussive blow. Mm-hmm. Uh the blow is so heavy, you are actually knocked back five feet. You are sort of when the club connects, you are lifted by the force and knocked backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Seven. Uh, you manage to catch yourself, but you will suffer half movement speed next round because you sort of like landed and stumbled and you have to get back up off of your knees at this point. The other one... Uh, moves in, you going right past Ulseth and straight towards the captain. That's 40. 5, 10. Came off the base. Ah. There we go. There we are. Then... Uh, that concludes its turn. So now it goes back to the top with the captain. Oh, I really do hate it when they bring in reinforcements. Uses his bonus action to disengage, because yeah, that he's clearly in danger mm-hmm. there, and heads towards Ulseth. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Captain is also apparently the Flash. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of back to back with Ulseth now. He draws his gun, takes aim at the ogre that just charged him. Let's loose a shot. And is able to connect dealing a uh, pretty hefty sum of damage. So the fiery shot that he lets loose pierces right through his that ogre's shin and like calf muscles and just that ogre yeah, lets out a big yelp and is screaming in pain at the moment. That brings us to Soria. Do you want healing, or do you want me to try and crowd control this guy? Um, I believe I can get away for one turn. I can try and... Alright. I can heal you for sure, or I can hopefully do something better. Let's see. Let's see, taking a potion is an action. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. But I can do movement as well, plus a bonus action, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm going to um, pull out my little piece of iron mm-hmm. and whisper some fey words into it and throw a hold person at the ogre directly in front of Ulseth. All right. So wisdom 15. That ogre, in the middle of its sort of movements, it stops. <laughs> Not again! Oh, it was this guy. Aw. <laughs> um, all right. So that one is paralyzed for a minute unless we hit him or he makes a save. And I have a very violently vibrating piece of iron in my hand. Okay. Uh, bonus action. I'm going to use my last bone of the summer court to throw some fey healing on you. Take three more hit points of healing and one temporary hit point. And that's all I got for my long distance heal there. Anything else you want to do? Nope. All right. That's nice. all my actions. Oh, is the ogre... 30 feet away from me. Uh, the one that uh, was going for the captain. No, it's like 50 feet. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Move me. That one. I know. That's my yeah. Uh, move me 30 feet closer to the ogre and you guys so we can. 30 feet. Yeah. And uh, I'll cash Tasha's hideous laughter on the one that is not paralyzed. I guess that's probably the other one. What's the best kind of sandwich for the beach? (sighs) A peanut butter and jellyfish sandwich. I mean, I understand that there is a DC and a save and everything and then some effects. You, you give me that to roleplay off of? You give me a peanut butter and jellyfish sandwich? Yeah, what's, uh, what's an ogre's intelligence? It depends on the ogre. Yeah, it depends on the ogre, but usually not great. All right. What's what's the save on this? It's 14. Wisdom. I mean, it effectively rolled a zero with its stat block, <laughs> so it thinks that's the greatest joke it's ever heard. It is the greatest joke it ever heard. And it is just rolling with laughter. From the background, Larry goes, it's one of the dumbest jokes I've ever heard. You're the dumbest joke I've ever heard. It is now. Hey, hey, I I need to bonus action Olsef with my great practicing I've been doing for the last three hours. (laughs) Craptacular. There you go. This best crab gong. We're now inspired. You're inspired. Thank you. Okay. Go kill Larry. Non-lethally. Ulsef, it's your turn. <laughs> um, 
At oh. this point, are there two ogres jumping into the ocean off on the side? Oh, yeah, probably. At, okay. At this point, um, that would... Actually, they would have almost to the water. Now they're almost to the water. How much healing does a greater potion of healing do? Uh, should be four d four plus something. Um, I should have I should have kept somewhere, but I didn't think I'd be eating it. (laughs) Potion of healing. Greater potion of healing. It's four d four plus four. Like I said. 4d4 plus 4. Yep. No. And I'm going to eat one of those. You're going to eat I've, the whole bottle and everything? I'm going to swallow the whole thing. <laughs> I am all this is a suppository. Such pain and agony that I'm just going to... You're going you're gonna to boof it. <laughs> oh, no. So I start with 4. It was, it's a Here jello. It's a healing jello. 6. 10. Oh. 12, uh, 15, okay, that helps. 44 plus 4. Mm-hmm. 15 is pretty good for that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use my bonus action and um, turn invisible until the start of my next turn. And can I pass by that ogre? It's paralyzed. It has no action. It has no action. Tasha's hideous laughter, when it lands, Mm -hmm. it's a mean spell. It's it's my hold person, I think you're talking. See, I've got... um, Oh, it's a hold person, I see. Going that I direction. mean, both of them are pretty vicious. Yeah, yeah they I can, both are. I can move 30 feet yet, correct? Yes. Or yep. is my movement speed still in half? No, you have 30 feet of movement. I'm going to move 30 no, feet. No, actually, isn't it? No, it is halved at yeah, the moment half. because he suffered that nasty blowback oh. from being hit with the so huge club. I can only move 15 feet. Yep. I'm going to be invisible for the moment and move... Um, I'm going to move 15 feet toward the one that's prone. Okay. That's really all I can do. Okay. Very good. They don't have all that much to do other than basically make saving throws. Attempt, so the first one attempt saves at the ends of their turn. Um, yeah, with the hold person, since he's paralyzed, nothing to do that turn except try to make a saving throw. What's the save on that? 15 wisdom. 15 wisdom. You see the ogre just building with rage and fury. His cheeks become flushed and he's trying, he's putting every ounce of energy into moving and cannot and just getting more and more frustrated. The other one, what's the recovery on Tasha's? 14. 14. End of turn. Yep, end of turn. Uh, Anytime it takes damage. Yeah, anytime it takes damage. It is still just laughing hysterically, 
rolling around. It's a, that's the the greatest Jellyfish. joke of all time. Jellyfish, it's like jam. Wait. A meaner DM would <laughs> would now make now my you, turn. I can't make do you roll a, a check there to see if you if you killed the joke. <laughs> The captain um, looks around for a moment, it now being his turn, sees the hilarious moment with the ogre, sees the other one standing before him, and... And two flaming and ogres then, running off. Yeah, <laughs> two flaming ogres running off into the ocean to douse themselves <laughs> uh, as they, at this point, would be just hitting the water and some steam's rising up. Uh, he takes aim at the one that is currently held. Because of that paralyze, can't move. Would that be advantage on there? I th um, no. I don't think it gives advantage, which is a little weird sometimes. <laughs> but if he hits him, the guy does get to make another say. Yes. So. Or actually, that's, yeah. Uh, end of each... No, it does not make any saves, even if it's hit. Yeah, I didn't think. But it is under the paralyzed condition. Yes. So uh, for the viewers at home and everyone at the table, uh, they can't move or speak. They automatically fail any strength or dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls have advantage. They do. And that's what I was wondering. <clears throat> um, any attack that hits the creature, if they are within five feet, is automatic crit. Okay, let's take a look. Well, that is, uh, with advantage, that's a critical hit. So the captain gets to roll a whole lot of damage. Non-lethal damage. Use your gun non-lethally. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be... Put the flaming beanbags in there. <laughs> That's a whole lot of damage from shot number one. And he shoots shoots a bullet. It hits him square in the stomach, goes right through him, cauterizes again. This big black mark and a huge wound has appeared right in his center. And now he looks just absolutely furious and in pain. This ogre is having an extraordinarily bad day right now. And the action, the, the next action that he will take is to say, um, uh, you know, I think we might want to retreat just a bit, give ourselves a little room, and runs back. Um, uh, kind of towards nines. I think he can just make it. Yeah. Yep. Well, then how will we kill Larry, Captain? Not too worried about Larry. And that's his turn. But he's right there. <laughs> And he keeps calling ogres. He's making his employees work ogre time. <laughs> that brings up Soria. 
Alright, um... So, are we, wait, are we retreating or are we charging? Well, he said simply give us some room here. Okay. Well, I'm going to take my action to turn into an elk. Okay. So I'm an elk. What uh, do they sound like? <laughs> That's what elks sound like now. Uh, conflicted about whether we're continuing to fight or to run. I mean, the captain did just shoot that ogre. That's true. And his command was just to give some space. I'm going to move around to this side of this ogre. Okay. In case it breaks free, I have temporary hit points to protect me. Okay. I should actually roll those quick. Um, and... How many hit temporary hit points? Um, plus two... I have uh, 11 temporary hit points. Excellent. Well, I have 11 elk hit points. Um, and I can't attack this turn, but so that's my turn. That was my action and movement, and I can't take a bonus as an elk. That brings up nines. Um... So, Captain, are we not killing Larry right now? I didn't say that. I just said I'm not worried about him. Why is he just standing there anyway? Menacingly. Um, probably because he's a right twat. <laughs> oh, well, all right. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I am going to... Do a vicious mockery on uh, the paralyzed one. Am I 30 feet? No, that's it. Never mind, that's 60 feet. Also, when, would that let him make a save? The paralyzed one? Yeah, because it's an attack. Oh, the, the you're attacking one. the... Sorry, sorry. I was hearing... I heard Not vicious the laughing laughter. one. Yeah. Old person has that advantage. Yes, we're not going to touch the laughing one because let let that joke soak in. Yeah, you got to let it marinate. It yeah. <laughs> it's like a casserole. Yeah. No marmalade. A jellyfish casserole. Hey, Ogre! You're just stuck there. You can't move. It's funny. What a loser. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> All right. It fails. Go ahead and roll for damage. Hey, four damage that time. Wow, you're getting better wow. at this. Yeah. Look at that. That really hurt his feelings. Mm -hmm. So it's been shot through the stomach. It's paralyzed momentarily for the second time in as many days. And <laughs> oh, I feel sort now, of bad now. now you you just told it it sucks because of all those things <laughs> inflicted on it. Does the healthcare package provided by the voice include like therapy? What healthcare package? Oh no. <laughs> the voice sucks. But I'm an elk. I've been saying that. I, I, so, like, I said it like, 
I was asking, it's like, is he elk like a, a health insurance salesman? <laughs> yeah. The, I like that the second time was way more annoying, but also probably closer to what an elk sounds like. <laughs> it depends on the elk and what time of year it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anything else you want to do as you've now insulted an ogre? No, I don't think we really need uh, inspiration right now. Okay. So... I'm just going to keep bantering with uh, the captain well, Seth, about how it, much Larry sucks. It is your turn. And now the ogres have, they're fully in the water over there, dousing themselves. One of them, the, the one that was running towards the water is just sort of like patting down gently the one that was on fire. Mm-hmm. I want to paint the full scene for you. Mm-hmm. How they like tender, tender caress of the cheek. No, not really tender. Uh, Just seems like a great level of concern. <clears throat> so if I if I flank that ogre that you're next to, that won't get in the way of anything you're planning to do, will it? No. Okay. I uh, I move to flank the ogre. And you get advantage get, anyway because it's barely. I get double advantage. Do I get to roll mm-hmm. four times? No. <laughs> no, there's no such thing as uh, double advantage. Uh, didn't you say it, uh, it's an auto crit? Uh, yes, since feet? you're attacking oh, in within, melee, it's an automatic feet, crit. It's an automatic, if it hits. If I hit. Well, since since I rolled a uh... double nat one. No. <laughs> oh, I had it upside down. Fifteen and seven. Twenty-two. And twenty-two. Twenty-two definitely hits. So I'm dealing non-lethal damage critically, critically with my flaming sword. You are doing a sword. very critical non-lethal flaming, flaming so... damage. And if you kill this poor employee, there's going to be a very judgmental elk. <laughs> so what do I do? Basically roll twice? Uh, you, yeah, you roll um, all you die twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I only get the plus four bonus for yeah. slashing once. Yes. Your bonus does not do. No, okay. Um, so it's initially five slashing and seven fire and the second one is three slashing and eight fire uh, 23 altogether plus four i added the four already oh okay so it's 23 with my main hand Fire. okay you you're discovering that dealing non-lethal fire damage is difficult fairly hard. I'm getting better at it. This ogre too is now set ablaze. <laughs> and it can't move, has been shot through the stomach, oh. and has been insulted. Oh, I feel so bad for it. Um y- yeah. That's your first attack. Wanna go again? Do what do do what all stuff would do. <laughs> Well, Seth would give him a chance to run toward... Oh, he can't run. He's <laughs> paralyzed. <laughs> oh, God. Also, I would ask him to promise that if he were no longer paralyzed, he would do nothing he other than speak. run through the ocean, but he can't speak. So, um... <laughs> uh, I will, unfortunately, since it almost killed me, have to use my offhand. Yeah. Go ahead. And do. Did you roll to hit? Oh, 
No. Yeah, uh, you can still. I can miss. still miss. There's potentially, yes. potentially, I could miss, but I didn't. I rolled a twenty-three. So now you get to deal critical damage with your offhand. And I'll use those rolls for eight. Eight offhand critical non-lethal stabby damage. Um, as I've established before, when you try to do non-lethal damage, you can use your offhand as kind of a knuckle duster. Mm -hmm. And you, based on your height, you basically just sort of like gut punch him. Because that's about where you could swing on this ogre. Yeah, but I don't, I don't punch at the hole because that would be pointless. Yeah, yeah. you aim. instead aim in the areas that haven't yet been wounded. Yeah. And you, you basically kidney punch this ogre, who lets out a rather stifled, just grunt. Mm -hmm. And it's now its turn. Um, since I've established that you set his clothes on fire and he can't move, he's going to take four fire damage from that and he blacks out, falls to the ground, totally unconscious and is on fire. <laughs> Throw some sand on him, Olsef. <laughs> yeah, can I have a special bonus action to kick some sand all so over? So that is... To uh, put out the fire. That is now out of combat. You're not going to let me put out the fire, are you? Uh, you've used your bonus actions. Yeah. You have to action search it. Yeah. And now I really want to see an elk, like, trample it to try to put the fire on. <laughs> and now it's the other one's turn, which has uh, DC 14 to stop laughing. And it, it really doesn't make it. In fact, it's laughing louder now. <laughs> it, it's starting to get into, it, it's actually gotten so hilarious to the ogre that it stopped making noise. And it's just doing that silent laughter like when wheezing. you can't really breathe. <laughs> I think it should do damage if that's the case. And that's all it can muster. It's just, well, let's see here. It manages to not pee itself at this point. Well, so the DM thought that was a bad joke. It's now the captain's turn. Um, do you want me to start shooting now the one that's laughing? Let him enjoy himself. I mean, he still has to get up. Yes, shoot at, shoot Go at Larry. the. Well, all right. He moves forward 30 feet to Try to get in a little bit closer range here. Takes aim with his pistol. F loses a shot and lets it go. You see Larry um, sort of wince from the blow. And sorry, and Ulseth. Can I have your uh, passive perception? Uh, 17. Um, 13. Sorry, you notice that you don't see a mark of where he was shot. No burn mark. No burn mark uh, or anything like that. 
with that, uh, it is now your turn, Soria. Well, I was going to charge Larry as an elk, but given the situation right in front of me, I'm going to, as a free action, drop my elk form. Uh, can I throw sand over or put out the fire with a bonus action, or is that a full action? I would say that Based that's a five. fairly complex action. Uh, I, I would say that given your antlers, you could probably accomplish that. Oh, as with, an elk? Yes, as an elk, you have antlers. I'm assuming you yep. gave yourself antlers. Uh, you could probably cover him with sand. It would take your action to do that, but you could probably accomplish that within one turn, given the volume of sand that you would be capable of moving Because the soaker is dying, right? Yes, that ogre is dying, and uh, it has not looking good. I'm going to instead, just to make sure. Uh, well, okay. Quick, quick assessment on this ogre, mm -hmm. just from having been trained in medical stuff. Sure. If the fire is put out, would he be stable, or would he be dead? Would he still be dying? He would still be in not great shape. Like, we're risk of death. Make a medicine check. Okay. 12. You haven't been paying close enough attention to the wounds that he's sustained to know whether or not dousing the flames would save his life, but you know that it wouldn't hurt. Yes, the fire is the part right. that hurts. You know, he, yeah. he's definitely going to die if that fire isn't extinguished. All right, then I'll There's take, a chance he could live. I'll take my turn uh, action using my antlers to douse the flames with sand. Okay. And since I don't have enough action to do any healing on him, I'm going to... Since I'm betting Larry's an illusion... If he didn't, since he didn't get wounded. I'm going to 5, 10, 15. Well, he didn't say he didn't get wounded. I just said he didn't notice a burn mark. Notice it. Okay. I am going to, <clears throat> since I'm an elk, charge 50 feet right up into his face. Okay. I can't attack, though. Okay. Then that brings us to nines, unless there's another action you got up your sleeve. Um, actually, can I take that back? I sure. Hold on to my movement. All right, I'm done. Okay, sure. Now it's nine turn. Um, I'm just going to walk towards Larry. Sure. Uh... Can you describe Larry again to me? It's been a while since. Uh, he's an elf. He wears a business suit. Uh, unlike the figure that's down there, he does not, in fact, have a bow. He's got kind of slicked back pomade covered hair. Um, and it goes into a ponytail. So he's that uh, 90s big shot record deal type character 
If cars existed in this universe, he would sell a lot of imaginary ones. He would have a CD player in it and tell everybody. <laughs> wow. Like that time I had a CD changer in my trunk and I bragged about it. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah, if I wanted to change CDs, I had to stop, <laughs> pop the back of my car. The most logical place to put that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use Vicious Mockery because I assume I'm within 60 feet of him. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Larry! He looks up. Nice suit! Did your mom buy it for you? Yeah, what, what's the point? <laughs> oh, what? Oh, Looks oh. nice! <laughs> Take some psychic damage, man. <laughs> I, I take one psychic damage. I'll tell you tell her that uh, you said it's a nice suit. She'll, she'll appreciate the compliment. Yeah, she's probably a nice woman. <laughs> Unlike you. No, she's not especially it. nice. <laughs> can you can you go into more detail? Well, she once uh, threw an axe at the postman because he'd been putting the letters in the wrong slot. Not in actuality, he hadn't been, but she just didn't like the way that he did it. That was her excuse. Um, she also once got one of my teachers fired because she gave me a bad grade on a paper, which I admittedly quite deserved, but she rose such a stink with the principal that, uh, got that teacher's job. She also was- This was taking his turn. <laughs> he, he just kind of keeps talking about, <laughs> like, not- not like violent things. Throwing an axe at a postman's not violent. <laughs> so, she didn't aim at it. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, and this yeah, is not violent it, that been for his fault. someone who just sent four ogres to kill you. I suppose. So, I guess well, the rest of the things aren't very violent. They're all just very Karen-y. Well, that's awful. Why are you wearing that suit then? She's my mom. I can't say I'm a lot better. <laughs> have, have you thrown an axe at a postman? No, but I did just send four ogres to kill the you. Oh, that happens all the time. That's not... It's like a misdemeanor at this point. <laughs> yeah, this is just a Tuesday for me. I get that reference. I end my turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, that brings up Wolfsap. That, that was the longest turn I've ever had someone take a combat. Okay. It all happened in six seconds. It all yeah, happened in six seconds. 30 feet. Yep. I do have action surge, which would give me an extra 30 if I needed it. Uh -huh. um, I will do that and go all the way up to Larry. So that was your movement and standard action. You know, no, it was my movement and, and my actions. Sure. Well, that's a standard action. And now I'm going to attack. With my flamey sword. 
And you have a bonus that you can do offhand as well. Yes. So, flaming sword first. Uh, 20. 20 definitely hit. And that does uh, 11 slashing damage and 9 fire damage. Okay. As you swing through, you meet no resistance at all. And your sword swings clean through the other side, and you actually find yourself off balance momentarily, expecting to meet some sort of resistance as the realization that this is an illusion comes Mm -hmm. over you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have time to be here to kill you. I'm a very busy manager. So, you know, I'm sure you understand. No! Well, everybody, I can s- confirm for sure that this is an illusion. Put your hand through his head and, like, give him bunny ears. <laughs> 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 I give him moose ears. You give him moose ears <laughs> with your hands inside. With them, I, yeah, so that it's in his head, so that they are as your bonus action coming out of his head. Mm, cute. You laughing ogre! Look. <laughs> it is now that ogre's turn. Uh, I'm gonna. Okay. And now for that roll, DC 14 Wisdom. The ogre sees your moose ears and looks at you dead serious. Oh no. Not a good joke. And it gets up. Half its movement. And it moves um, 20 feet towards the three of you. And that's all it can do. <sighs> it's now Larry's turn. Yeah, now it's getting a little dangerous. Especially if that flaming one that wasn't horribly wounded starts coming back at us. <sighs> well, I think we've spent quite enough time here and these imbeciles clearly aren't quite up to snuff. You may open fire. The illusion fades. Oh, Larry. Yeah. And you hear boom, 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 and off to Ulseth's left, it's on the kind of southern part of that beach. A moment after he says you might fire, you hear a... And this plume of sand comes rising up as an impact crater hits there, and that whole area now is just showered with sand. Ulseth, you're pretty covered. It's gritty and nasty. And got everywhere. Sand gets everywhere. And I run away. Now, um, the captain's turn. 
as yet another shell comes crashing down. Let's see where this one lands. I have been saving these die for this. <laughs> oh, that lands. Uh, Ulseth, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. <sighs> Uh, 20. Okay. Thank, thank you, Don. <laughs> you, you hear the, and you dive just in time as this crater appears behind you and you take, uh, one damage from this impact. Good dodging. <sighs> I do not usually dodge very well, but that time I did. Um, I, went, I am very, I am very glad that I dodged. I've never been under mortifier before, everyone. Um, this isn't gonna be great. <laughs> Jeez, Captain, thank you so much for the wisdom. Uh, I'm going in the house. To collapse on you. No, to get back into safety. Yeah. <laughs> Is what you said, and somehow he understood it, apparently. I'm going back into the little sanctuary to try to find some safety. And that's what he does. And he he moves towards the house, and I think he should have enough movement to go inside. Yeah. So he's in there now. The... Two ogres out in the water start moving towards that ship that they came in on. And the one that was burned. The unconscious one. Yeah, has been shoved up onto the ship deck. And the one that was still conscious is shoving that ship out into the water now. Soria, it's your turn. What can I see? Quick, what the demeanor of the standing ogre is? Does he look like he's still getting ready to attack us? Or is um, he looking to get out of here? Like, is he make staring it, make it, make us Make an down? insight check. Okay. Uh, 15. This, I'm going to say, is an opposed one. He's got a pretty good poker face on, but you get the sense that this wasn't the plan. And a pang of concern is sort of the image you're getting here. All right. Um, and this guy on the ground's unconscious and wounded and right in the area of mortar yep. fire. Um, I'm going to, as my elk form, reach down and grab his leg, his pants with my mouth and just try and pull him inland okay um make a strength check um health strength 15. you're able to drag him and now i need you to make um i need you to make two saving throws okay one strength one dexterity all right. Roll the strength first. 
the strength is a seven. Okay. And the dexterity? Uh, nine. Yes. You take five damage from an incoming mortar that lands uh, right next to you, and you're knocked over to your side. Your ogre was less fortunate in this and is now missing a leg. You can see that he's still breathing. Sorry, I ate the leg. <laughs> can I can I drag him with my movement now? Um, yeah, yeah, you can. All right, you made the strength check to do that. So, right. let's like, loosen the leg, make it so it, the uh, check is lower. Is it like half speed or what? I yeah, I'll say it's half speed. So you can move what twenty five feet? Yeah, if I remember elk movement. So I like get just up next to his body, basically. But elks move 50 normally. Yeah. So I'm just using all my big elk strength to drag this. Luckily, I'm like the same size category as this guy. Yeah, I'm seeing where. Okay, you've dragged him back there. All right. Um, nines. It's your turn. I would like to turn towards the other ochre and try to persuade it to help Soria. Okay, go ahead. Um, I think your buddies are trying to blow you up. So, uh, if you don't want to blow up and you don't want your buddy to blow up, you'd probably help uh, the elk <laughs> carrying him. Is that a 14 wisdom or 14? In no, it, it, it's a well, I'm just doing a, a persuasion skill check. Oh, you doing, oh, I thought you were doing a suggestion. Okay. Now it, persuasion. I, I feel like the, uh, he doesn't need. I, yeah, I don't think he needs a magical solution for this since we're currently under fire. All right. Uh, go ahead and make your persuasion check. Nat 20, baby. 26. <laughs> Nice. Okay, <laughs> you seem to have really struck a chord with this. Because I'm a bard. <laughs> with, with this ogre, um, it looks over, and we'll see what it does when it gets to its turn. Well, I'm mind. gonna use my uh, movement and <laughs> run into the house. <laughs> run in with my uh, feline agility. So okay. I can get 120 feet towards safety. Are you going where the captain went or back? Uh, captain and diving into something that has cover. So you're going in the house and yes. through the tunnel. Probably right. just scampering through the tunnel. Yeah, you probably have enough movement to get there and into the tunnel with 120 feet and around. Can I just jump right into the, uh, the sofa. <laughs> okay. That brings us to Ulseth's turn. Just get in the house. I'm going to move 30 feet toward the house. <laughs> and duck and cover. Okay. Do you want to use your standard action to keep running? No, you're still out there. I'll be okay. As a shell harmlessly lands, uh, kind of on the other side of the rock 
from where you guys are? Right here? Yeah. Yep, it impacts, shoots a bunch of dirt up, makes a big thud. And that brings us to the ogre's turn that you persuaded, Nines. And it picks up uh, kind of the shoulder of its buddy. And gives you a little tap, just like a little two tap mm -hmm. little thing on your shoulder. Bite his arm. And picks his friend up and then kind of pulls him towards the water. Okay. They're, they're both moving towards the ship. All right. Do you want to oppose this action? No. Okay. Then is going to take its since you already got his friend a little bit supported. I know you're kind of dragging, mm -hmm. but got him there. He's going to be able to move not quite half speed. He's going to move 60 feet. And that is his action. And that brings us to Soria. Uh, well, since the ochre seems to be taking care of his friend, I'll move, use my elk speed while I can. Five, ten. Thirty. Oh, right. I don't, I assume my antlers won't go through the door. Yeah. So I'm going to just drop my elk form and run into the building. Okay. Make a dexterity saving throw. As an elk or as myself? As an elk. Um... Oh, I don't have like any decks. Uh, six. And Ulseth, make a dexterity saving throw. Probably should have inspired you. He does have inspiration. Um, uh, I'm gonna use it just in case. Yeah, you're pretty beat up, aren't you? Okay. Yeah, not too bad. I've been worse. <laughs> 21. You take six and you take three damage. Uh, the that... damage uh, comes basically right at the door there. So as you're transforming back from the elk is when it hits and you're flying through the door uh, and this shell impacts. Does that elk take the damage or do I take the, the damage? The elk takes the damage. Okay. <laughs> Actually... That's exactly enough to knock me out of elk form, so I don't even get a chance to drop the elk form because I dropped to zero of elk, elk health. Elk health. And, elk. and I'm just knocked out of elk shape. All right. Into that. And you go flying through the door as Soria, stunned out of your form, landing on the inside. And Ulseth, you are the only one remaining on the field at this point. Well, I'm going to go into the house. Okay. You get into the house, um, and... Do I see everybody? Is everybody inside? I think we're jumping into the tunnel. They're all yeah, rushing yeah. towards the tunnel, so you're all moving in that direction. Okay. And that's going to conclude that combat. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> you might oh, no. you might have more combat. <laughs> it might be. Probably good I didn't spend a cure wounds on the ogre then. Mm -hmm. I was planning um, to... Uh, you move your way back towards 
the sheltered room. And as you do, you hear many more explosions going off, resonating through that tunnel. And it's quite clear one of them hits the house and collapses the whole thing in, maybe explodes it outwards. You're not sure. There's a bunch of dust that's rising up from the trap door that you closed behind you. And it's not a good sound that you're hearing. We should apologize to the spiders for messing up their place. I apologize to the spiders. We're not talking mortars on here. <laughs> I know, but we brought the mortars. And that is where we're going to take a little bit of a break. We've been going for a while. That combat is done. And we're going to pick the action up uh, when we return to see what has happened with our party's plan. See you guys soon. back everyone from our break um what in oh we're not oh we weren't (laughs) (laughs) you you swapped us over yeah yeah do embarrassing things before i swap the camera over uh you guys do that so much (laughs) when the camera's not on you uh when we left off you just escaped from an attack by four ogres you managed to certainly not kill two of them, definitely alive. And uh, two of them, you managed to, in one way or another, convince to drag their comrades back to safety just before they started to shell you. Mm-hmm. And the little fake out shed shack thing that you entered through collapsed behind you and you are now in the cave area with a completely collapsed exit <laughs> i'm gonna pull the conk out of my back mm-hmm. because they shelled us mm-hmm. just kidding are they still shelling us you still hear the thuds going on outside now we okay did we get into the lounge area yeah, you're you're in the lounge area. <laughs> All right, uh, Captain. Yes. Is <sighs> there another way out of here? I've never gone looking for one. Usually, cave systems have more than one entrance. Is this a cave system or something the pirates just hollowed out? Oh, well, some of the passageway here is carved out a bit. But you can look around, and it kind of gestures up to the ceiling, which is clearly a, a part of a cave. It's not, you don't see signs of mining. I don't see any signs of a disco ball. 
don't see any signs of mining either. <laughs> I guess that too. I do not see any signs at all. <laughs> they should put signs up. Mm -hmm. At least some small labels. That stalactite is pretty low hanging. Someone as tall as Olseth could hit their head on it if they didn't put a sign on it. Oh. Well, the last time I saw a sign, it got <laughs> vandalized. I'll put that up right away. So you who are our captain. Yes. Is this a safe location while we are being shelled? I am asking because it would be very helpful if we had a short rest. Well, I don't know how long they're going to keep that shelling up. And if they come looking for us, well, I have a feeling they're going to know where to look. And no one's ever heard of a cave caving in before, so... Well, if they come looking for us, then they would have to open the passageway that we are fretting about. That would be one way to get out. Yes, into the arms of a whole bevy of enemies. I would like to just start looking around for an alternate way out of here. Sure. Um, if I don't see anything obvious, I'll look behind like furniture and stuff. All right. Hmm. Why don't you make an investigation check? Uh, guidance. Okay. Investigation... Uh, 13. You look around, and you notice without too much difficulty that one bookcase has been placed over some sort of passage. And it looks like it wasn't chosen to really necessarily cover or disguise this passageway more as a just kind of finishing the room sense they just didn't want the hole there are there any books on it like how to escape um, a, a complete guide to passages and tunnels things no like that. much like the other books in these bookshelves it's you know Novels from all over the place. Just like tawdry young adult novels, mostly. How much yeah. smut is yeah. in there? How much dwarven smut is in there? Surprisingly little. How much of it's craft related? Also surprisingly little. Huh. Yeah. How much of it has to do with fervent tech? There's a few books on fervent tech. I take all the books on Fervent Tech. Okay. Are there any cookbooks? You can have... Oh. You can have four fairly thick books on Fervent Tech. Two of them are written in uh, Glendrangan, and you can read. The other two are written in a language that you are not familiar with. Are there any, are any books? Are there books called Gung Ho for Gongs? <laughs> no. Are there any cookbooks? Pirate cookbooks? Sure. Souffles sure, at sea. Things sure. Like that. I'll just shove them all in my bag of holding. However okay. many there are. Okay. You gain... Um... 43 books. <laughs> 43 cookbooks. They were doing a lot of cooking. Are they all part of one series? 
Nope, just a bunch of different things from all over the world that you recognize <laughs> as cookbooks. Just like some you can read, some you can't. Culinary corsairs, cooking for cutthroats. Mm hmm. Pizza pirate. <laughs> that one's a good one. Oh. You know, I would say under normal circumstances that we should probably leave those for the next people to come by. Uh. Not thinking that we're gonna. This is a pirate den. What's wrong with you? <laughs> also, can you move this bookshelf now that I've taken all the books <laughs> off of it? Let's take uh, everything that's not magically enchanted down. <laughs> <laughs> I moved the bookshelf away from the hole. I, would, I take the disco ball. Okay. <laughs> uh, the bookshelf is moved. There is no disco ball. Oh. Oh. How did my... Oh, wait, I was an elk, so my bullet egg should be okay. What did you say? My bullet egg should be okay because I was an elk when I was hit by that mortar shell. Is it? I'll look. Okay. Make an investigation check. Guidance? Not animal handling? It's not really an animal yet. <laughs> well, I know, but it's like all things else. 21. And you're really looking for like small details That's true. is what I'm going on here. 21. There's some scuff marks, but the egg seems to be really quite tough. Huh? How long have you been carrying that thing? <sighs> Months. How long does it take a bullet to hatch? No clue. All right. Is it going to kill us when it hatches? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, how long have you had that? It took you a month to travel. Two and then gone. that was that was basically immediately after you got the egg. It was a couple days after that. So you've had a month to travel. And then probably had about two months now. Two months, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a couple. That's a couple months, yeah. 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 That was very Sorry, precise. Yeah, thank you. I've been practicing. Or as they say in the Midwest, a couple three. <laughs> Let's go down the tunnel. Yeah, we follow the tunnel. You head down the tunnel for a ways. It clearly hasn't had a whole lot of foot traffic. The floor is slippery. It's covered in some sort of algae slime. Uh, Ulseth, this is something that you're pretty familiar with from where you grew up. And it's hard to walk on. You need to be careful with your footing. The air is a bit stale, smells slightly of mildew, but not as much as you're used to in these sort of wet areas. The seawater must be helping keep that down. You go down these tunnels, they're about as dark as you can get. Although every once in a while, a little bit of light through some sort of pinprick hole above or to your side. That's just one little beam of sunlight in. As you pass down this hallway, it twists and turns, navigating back hundreds of feet and hundreds of feet more, and eventually you come to a junction, and you can turn down one of these two paths. One, 
one that meanders sort of off to the left, and the other that continues vaguely straight ahead in the twisting manner that these hollowed-out caves Left or right? Left or straight. Left or straight? Yeah. Um, left. You go down this hallway, this cavernous... It's um, about 50 feet tall. Very narrow. Only a couple feet wide. You have to sort of shimmy your way down this bit. And there's drops of water coming from high above you. And you can see some grasses growing overhead that cover just the narrowest slit of an opening. Far, far above. As you inch your way down this path, it goes maybe 50, 60 feet. It opens up into a room. A room that's sort of like a rounded square in its shape. And there's cobwebs dangling down from stalactites. And between structures of the wall, you see very large webs. We've encountered things like this before. Do we want to go through the giant spider room or back? Nines, on your feet, you can feel just a little scurrying as the tiniest of legs go skittering across tops of your toes. Sorry, I don't want to be in here anymore. But we were in heist to the other spiders. Maybe they spread the word. We can always come back. All right, let's 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 go back. Find out if they spread the word. (laughs) You're like, "Uh, let's go try the other path. (laughs) Let's go down the other path. Let's go down the other path. (laughs) Spiders are only good when they're big. I get... I like you get one room into that and you just nope 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 you nope I'd the rather, hell out of there. I'd rather not be covered in spiders. You, but you're gonna be covered in spiders. <laughs> I know it. You just knew it. So, you head back down to that junction. Head, as we head down this hall, I notice that there is grass growing above us, so there is an opening above this very narrow thing. A tiny slit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this something that you would be able to climb up to to check out? I mean, could you carry a rope up there, tie it to something, and let us climb out? I could carry a rope. Like, I'm just gonna look up. Like, how wide is this gap in this in the roof? Like inches. I don't think you're gonna slide inches. through inches. No. It, it it's a, just the scene I'm trying to paint for you is a crevice that's very narrow at the top, letting just the faintest glimmer of light down into this. I mean, I could get out as a spider. Mm -hmm. 
on my own. I just don't think I'm going to carry a rope as a spider or carry let you it, Let us go back to the, uh, the junction and then turn left, which was originally straight. Yeah. The okay. other tunnel. <laughs> you head back down that other path. And as it winds, you see that this area, unlike some of the other pathways, has been hewn out a bit more. There are tool marks on the walls, and the edges of this passageway seem more squared. This looks to have been worked. You travel about 30 feet down this way. You come to a door set into a stone frame. Probably part of the pirate thing, right? Mm. Um, can I check for traps? Is that a thing I can even do? I mean, anyone can check for traps. Sure. You can make an investigation check. Right. Guidance. And I will assist you. Which does that mean I get an advantage? Yes. Um, ooh, that's good. That's 18. 21. You don't notice any traps. I think this door might not be trapped. It wasn't It's is not a trap door. Is it locked? Is it locked? Do you want to try jiggling it? And try no, to I open it? See yes. It. No, I want to open Jiggle! It. Jiggle! <laughs> Jiggle! <laughs> I'm jiggling the door. I'm not trying to open the door. It seems like there might be a fairly rudimentary lock on it. Ooh. Is it it jostles back and forth, but you can move the handle. Sorry, yeah, there seems to be a very poorly designed lock on this door. Perhaps it is something you could open. As the only train ne'er do well here, actually looking at the captain. Uh-huh. I will <laughs> attempt to pick this lock. Okay. Um go ahead and Guidance. Yeah. Basically, it's just a dexterity check. Yeah. Um, 12. As you bring the tools to the knob, you notice that there is nothing to insert the tools into to try to pick a lock. And then you see off to the side in the slit between the door and its frame, there is a, a bar that crosses it. A very large one. You take one of the longer tools that you have in your lockpicking kit and move it up. And it falls down to the other side and swings. And the door sort of opens inward. Oh, Ooh, that was. Wait, 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 wait. I do that quiet. I do that, but I like spend like five minutes acting like I'm like picking the most complicated lock in the world, <laughs> just to show off a bit. Okay. Um, make a make a deception check. <laughs> Guidance. <laughs> I get. You know. You know what you're doing, so I guess you can. Uh, nineteen. 
Since I don't think After any... four minutes, <laughs> I wonder why it's taking so long. This is a real hard lock, guys. I'm, I'm just announcing. Like, I'm turning over... This has 17 tumblers in it. This is an insanely good... The, there must be it's something amazing behind this. The, the captain is just like, uh-huh. <laughs> that is excellent lockpicking, Zoria. Obviously. Or whoever you are at the moment. Ishmaela. Uh, the, the door swings open. I'm like, I picked it so hard, the lock disappeared. It must have been magic. Mm. Well, everyone, let's go get some pirate treasure. Can I investigate the other side of the door? Um, yeah. Yeah, you can. I just want to see what she did. You don't believe me? <laughs> Not when you say it like that. <laughs> does an investigation. It's a look around the back side of the door and see a, yeah. a bar laying there. <laughs> it could have been comp. It could have I been mean, the, the other side of the door... I don't know. It's like one of those older bathroom kind of swing locks. Not like the slide a, mechanism. Like the little hook that goes but with in. It, the one that's on a central pivot and you slide it over. You like spin it up on top. It's basically that. Just for a larger door. It's pretty much just a hook. That's yeah. Took you five minutes to do that? <laughs> No, there was a different lock. It was worked into the stone. You have to have really keen senses to even know it's there. Oh, I actually don't believe that. <laughs> I thought I was going to roll a three and just believe that. I, I look around the room. Yeah, we should maybe check the room. <laughs> I like that you guys have been just on this, with haven't looked in the night, room. My super night vision goggles that make me see 120 feet. Are they heavy? Um, sure. That means they're expensive. Yeah. They were expensive. As you turn on your Jurassic Park style night vision goggles, <laughs> uh -huh. you see that this room is actually filled with many crates, barrels, chests, sacks, bags. Any manner of container that you can really think of is strewn about in this fairly large room, hmm. hundreds of feet across and deep. It seems to have been some sort of maybe warehouse or storage facility. I swear I, to God, these are full of spider eggs. I'm going to be so angry. I, I look around to <sighs> see if there's enough spider eggs. We can raise an army slash family. Yeah, it takes you. It takes you a little bit because you have to walk into the room mm -hmm. and walk around. about 30 feet ahead and then weaving between a couple of piles and things. You see that there is another door that has a similar latching mechanism on it. And that seems to be another passage that you could continue down. Just like straight ahead, straight through the room or off to the side? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's you're kind of disoriented. Yeah. It, it's as you've woken your way through this maze of mm -hmm. uh, container bramble, and we can't see the other side if it's hundreds. And you can't see the other side of this, so you have no perception of where one door is to the other. Mm -hmm. You just have this is the path. 
and I know this is kind of the way you go, and you think that that door in comparison to the first one is off somewhere to the left of that one? Mm. I mean, you can see the second door. Oh, yeah. You know your pathway back. Is this the only door? That you can see? Yeah. You've been looking around the room for about 10 minutes or so, and you haven't found another door out. I'd like to be searching through the crates while he's looking just to see what's in here. Okay. Um, make a perception check. Guidance. Since you're just sort of like casually glancing over things and... 25. It doesn't take you long to figure out that most of these crates are empty or now filled with dust from whatever was in there at one point. But there is one box that looks to be in fairly good condition. And... Like a box or like a big old crate? It's a... It's in between like a little box and a larger crate. Mm -hmm. And it has the seal of a well-known Navinian winery that... You, you've actually seen before on uh, the Voices ship. And all these bottles I have. Yes. I will open the crate. There's several bottles of wine. It looks like most of them had, at this point, dried out. But there's one that was particularly well corked and sealed, and is still containing liquid. I'll take it. Okay. You may add a fine wine bottle to your inventory. And so that I don't have to come back to this later, it is worth 100 gold. Great. That's an expensive bottle. Yeah, it really is. It's a very nice wine. So, um, than Chateau uh, de Crab. In alcohol, <laughs> I forgot what you Chateau de Ethanol. <laughs> yes. Chateau de Ethanol. <laughs> I have found another way out. Um, I have unlocked the door. Um, it was very complicated. It took me five minutes. <laughs> I'm surrounded by the masters of unlocking. Olseth <laughs> <laughs> goes up to it, Flips stares it at it for four minutes, 58 seconds. Well, there was nothing else to do while they were looking <laughs> around the room. Took me five minutes. <clears throat> so what's on the other side of the door? On the other side of the door, it opens back up into a passageway. This cave spills out in front of you again. Continues on for a ways outside of your field of vision. Well, we, I walk down the corridor. You all want to follow me? I am walking down the hall. Yeah, I'm just writing down my wine. You took quite a few notes, it seemed like. Are you making little character references on the wine bottle? No. I was just curious. Pirate wine. 
I was marketing how much it's worth. I see. Also, I lead the way. Okay. I lead the way. Would you like me to light a lantern? Why don't you just use your sword? We all have dark vision. Mm-hmm. It might be safer to stay in the dark. I You're good, right, Captain? Well, I can't so much see in the dark as you three apparently can, but as long as I have my hand on someone's back, it's easy enough for me to follow. Okay. Okay, I walk down the corridor, looking out 120 feet ahead. All right. Not long after you leave that doorway, you start to see on your right, there is a passageway that you can take. And then a little further beyond that, maybe another 30 feet or so, there's a passageway on your left that you could take. So you have a couple options. And it seems the hallway kind of keeps going after that, but it's just beyond your sight right now. Um, Keep going down the hallway. You continue on past your possible diversion to the right. And you continue on past your diversion to the left. This hallway continues on, stretching out maybe 130, 140 feet ahead. And it opens up into a small chamber. Maybe about 100 feet across. And there's several passages. One that continues on to the right from where you enter the room. Almost at a 90 degree angle from the passageway you came in. And then about 30 feet beyond that, there is another passageway that also continues down to the right, but seems to be distinct from that first one. And then another 60 or so feet beyond that, there's a passageway over on the farther wall. It goes out to the opposite direction, towards the left from your orientation. This area... The air smells... quite stagnant. You can tell that there isn't much movement here. And you can start to see some lines on the walls where the algae is growing most, cluing you into the tidal nature of these caves. Well, <clears throat> this seems to be a very damp and uh, closed-in room. I do not know if this is the direction we should go in. Do you want to go back to one of the other junctions? Uh, I don't know. Um, we can always come back. So I turn back around and go back to the very first corridor. Okay, you can continue. That you went- go several hundred yards back down the hall. Feet, whatever, yes. The passages on the right and then the passages on the left in this direction. So take that one that was just outside of the junk room. The very first one? Yeah, the one that went to the right. Originally. Originally, and is now left. Okay. You travel down this passageway for 30 or 40 feet, and it opens up into a room that's absolutely massive. You can't see the opposite wall from here. 
You can see some walls on your left and right that continue on and it fades into darkness. With the occasional beam of sunlight coming down from the ceiling. Where there's some opening to the outside world that illuminates center parts of this truly enormous chamber. The stalactites hanging from the ceiling, they're this sort of mix of white and gray, light blue, some are green. There's hundreds of them hanging from above. They're all quite thin. They don't they don't have the formation that in your adventures become familiar with. They seem slightly different here. And there's a little bit of dust that's falling through the air that you can see in the sunbeams. You can also taste the salt in this room. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. Are any of the openings large enough to get through? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of passageways through here. I think he meant in the roof. Oh, I mean, the roof is like 200 feet above you. Mm-hmm. Are any of them big enough to get through? I don't think we can see. I don't think you would be able to determine that from this distance. Mm-hmm. You know, if we wanted to use some light, you could use your sword for the captain. Yeah, or I could just light a lantern. Yeah. The sword is... Or you could stab a lantern with your sword. <laughs> um, do we want to keep going through here? Okay, I pull out my flamey sword so that the captain can see in the light. All right. You have your flame sword out. Basically walking around with... A lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hoping that we don't go into a room full do of combustible we, gas. Do we want to go through here? Or do you want to go back and to one of the other tunnels? Well, let's see if there's another way out. All right. Um, okay. So let's make our way through the room toward the invisible opposite side. In which direction you? You come in, and there's a wall to your right, and that continues on mm-hmm. basically straight ahead out into a point where you can't see it anymore. And then the wall to the left curves off to the left and opens up into a larger the larger room. You get the idea that this is probably the outer wall to your right as you enter since you can see it continuing roughly on the same line until you can no longer see. We follow the right wall. Okay. You cross this room three, four, five hundred feet across. You continue far enough where you can't see where you entered either. After... The right wall to the right so I can still see the wall. Yeah. After... Quite a few hundred feet of doing this. You reach another passageway. And you see the opposite wall from whence you entered. Over on your left side. 
And this passageway continues sort of rightward away from this room. Out of that passageway, there is a subtle smell of sulfur, of rotting things. It doesn't smell pleasant down that hallway. Sorry, oregano me. <laughs> and that smells like rotting is... things, sulfur, and oregano. <laughs> <laughs> Like the oregano smells good. Tangy crab. <laughs> oh, this smells a lot better than the tangy crab. <laughs> do, uh, do you want to keep going down this path? Do you, do you want to check out the sulfur rot? Might as well. I throw some spiders at them, and they go, Whoa, oh, I'm going to hold off on the spiders. I throw rotting flesh smell and sulfur, and they're like, Oh. Let me at him! <laughs> we, we aren't that excited. That's... <laughs> Rotting flesh could be anything. Spiders are spiders. <laughs> we, this is the most... Be spiders. This is the most D&D adventure mentality ever. Rotting flesh Probably. could be zombies, but it could also be, like, a dead guy with plus three armor on him for the taking. Yeah, that could be. Can't be so good I armor move if along, he's dead. I move along <laughs> cautiously down this hall. This hallway continues for quite a ways, hundreds of feet. You start to lose a bit of a sense of exactly where you are. You've traveled so far into these caves, it's so dark through much of it. Your sense of place is disappearing. And after quite a ways you come to a, a junction where the cave splinters off into many directions little fractures go almost anywhere you look but four channels seem to be the only ones you could actually fit through there's one that travels roughly to your left and sort of backwards a bit. Hey. Mm-hmm. There's one that travels to your right and a bit in the direction that you were going. And then the tunnel also continues straight ahead. Could we be using our orb of direction that we got from Dromar <clears throat> in here to Ooh. like... Dromar. The guy with the eye. Oh, that guy. It doesn't have the eye anymore, so he's no longer the guy with the eye. The guy without <laughs> he the did eye. not. Well, he's, he's literally a guy eye. with the eye. Yeah, but I'm still gonna lean into that dumb <laughs> joke. Jomar, the, the guy without the eye. So you said there were four. One goes off to the left and looks back. One goes off to the right and one goes straight. What's the fourth one? The way that you came. Oh. There's two sort of straight-ish ones. Well, there's one that way, right. Basically right, left, and straight. You want to go keep going straight? Well, there's four. There's, like, another one. No. Like, no, Dad's got it right. The fourth one is back oh. where we can. Oh, okay. He's got it right. Um, yeah, it's up to you. It's straight. You're in the lead. Keep going straight. As you pass through this 
tunnel. That sort of junction area. The smell of sulfur and rot is the strongest it's ever been. Can I, like, use my knowledge of nature to sort of at least get a guess at what this might be? Yeah, sure. Go ahead and make a knowledge nature check. Guidance. Um, 14. Your... Your experiences thus far in your travels. This does not smell entirely dissimilar to your encounter in the Pirate Lord Ira's tomb when you fought all those skeletons. So it's sort of undeady? Yeah. And after passing through that junction, you can smell the shift as you're now going away from that smell. It becomes less with mm. each foot that you travel down that pathway. I think that might have been an undead sort of scent. Mm. Well, we appear to have possibly passed it, which yeah. is a good thing. I guess uh, we will continue on this pathway away from the stink. The passageway twists and turns and winds back and forth. This is a lower area. You can feel yourself descending a little bit. And the walls start to have that tidal line rising up higher and higher on it. The lower your elevation gets. It smells more of algae and a little bit more of mildew. It's almost stifling at this point. Almost like you had your head firmly planted in the, well, in the sand at a ocean beach. Can I? Uh... So, Captain, what do you make of these algae lines on the walls? Um, I'm sure that's where the tide comes in. Ah, so you mean that when the tide comes in, the water will be that high? That's what it seems, yes. But that means that the water is a way in, so that there must be a way out where the water comes in. Well, yes, water has a way in. Water can go through many tiny cracks, many or little pores. Just seep through sand. Exactly. It doesn't necessarily need a large, cavernous opening that would fit, say, I don't know, a humanoid creature of between five and seven feet tall. Well, Seth, will you be like water? <laughs> Can I scrape a bunch of algae into one of my bottles? Yeah, sure. You now have uh, an algae bottle. I'll try and get wet water in there, too, so it has something. After quite a ways down this passageway, twisting and turning, I guess maybe you've gone 200 yards or so, you come to another junction room. The walls are smoother here. So the tidal line is higher. It's less jagged elements to the rocks. The floors are becoming more and more slippery the longer you go. And in this room, you have three choices. 
that you can make. You can continue further down this hallway. You can take a sharp turn on your left side that would almost take you back in the direction that you came into this room. And you can make a left turn down a different passageway that would take you continuing roughly away from where you had been here. So continuing almost on the same path. Do any of these look like they go up? None of them have any signs that they go upward. So you who are a captain. Yes. How long do you believe that we have before we are flooded out by the tide? Well, it takes quite a few hours for the tide to go in and out. The tide was just about at its lowest when we entered here, so I think we're safe for four or five hours, maybe six, before it starts rising again. At least it rising in a way that will be really damaging. Any ideas? There's like 15 tunnels we haven't gone down. Well, there's a lot of tunnels we haven't gone down. Um, I do not think it is a good thing to be below the tide line. You want to backtrack and go talk to some spiders? Mm. <laughs> I think this is one of these things where if we turned left and then left again, we would have come out. <laughs> but now we're just spending the better part of six years wandering around in the cave. <laughs> well, we take the next right. We can push on and then... I mean, I know it was weeks ago that we actually did the labyrinth for the Halloween special we recorded. But for the people watching this, this was, that was just last week. This is going to feel for them like... Like we're really like a, good at getting through <laughs> labyrinths. Um, I appreciated your very creative solution to leave that labyrinth. Well, we haven't had that opportunity here. Uh, I want to take the path that curves back the way we came. It goes left and swings back. Okay. You follow this path, and it stays roughly at the same level, maybe going down a little bit further. You can't tell for sure, but that tidal line seems to be creeping up just a bit more. After 200 or so feet down this path, you come to a junction. It's a T-junction. You can either go left or right. And it's weirdly square for nature, but you don't see any signs of tool work. Mm. Do we smell any sulfur or rot? No, it's back to just an algal smell. Mm. And sort of wet. Um... Let's go right. Go to the right. And not very long, if you look down that hall, you see that there is a channel you can take that goes to the left. You can also continue forward down this path. Forward or left? <laughs> Those are our choices. Well, um, we can always go talk to spiders. 
Yeah, it's a long walk, but we could do that. Let's go straight. The... The cave continues to twist and wind. Dodging back and forth. You're making all sorts of turns. You've almost lost your sense of direction at this point. You come back around to the junction where you can continue on this path or once more take a turn to your left. Nines! What way what? do you want to go? Left! We're going left. What? Why are you asking me? <laughs> when you Nothing. look down the hall Don't to the left, on. you're able to see it very quickly opens up into another massive chamber. Large enough when you enter, you can't see the far side. The wall continues to your right, but it too arches off into a dark abyss. The wall to your left arches harsh, almost 90 degrees, and continues on into a dark abyss. There are parts of this room that, like other chambers you've seen before, have little bits of sunlight peppering it. In the center of this room, or at least near it, as far as you can guess, is a very strong beam of sunlight coming through several cracks, sort of concentrating at a single spot. And there is a gargantuan clam sitting in the center of this room. Between it and you, there is quite a bit of inky blackness that covers the floor and you can't really see. When you say gargantuan, how big is it? Remember the size I described the dire crabs? Like 30 feet? Slightly smaller than that. A little bit smaller. So this is a clam that's almost 30 feet across. Also, if you should get the proless inside of it. Uh, Politely ask them. This is a clam, not an oyster. I no, I just not know the difference. <laughs> I don't know the difference. It's a magic. It's clearly <laughs> some sort of giant magical creature. Hmm. Well, uh, talk to it. I can talk to it. I can't hear, understand if it says anything back. I cast speak with animal. Okay, sure. Excuse me, oyster. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Never thought you'd be voicing a 30-foot-wide clam, <laughs> did you? Apparently it's a 30-foot-wide oyster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get out of here. Can you point us in the right direction? Why would you want to leave? Oh, this dark and smelly and there was like rotting flesh and spiders. I want to leave. It's so quiet in here 
I assure you, if I stay here, it will not stay quiet. That was good persuasion. I suppose everyone likes different things. I have forgotten the way out that I came in. But off to my right are some nice passages. Is that all right? You're not trying to kill us, are you? No. I yes. already ate. And it kind of opens up. How, and how can you tell what a clam's right is? It has like, it opens like that, oh, right? Okay. So, yeah. so that's the, the, the front. The opening is right. the front? Yeah. Yeah, so that okay. would be the right. Well, I'm glad that we told the audience uh, orientation of clam. I mean, I, I guess I can't say I know how a clam thinks of its front. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to just take a wild guess that the front of its mouth, mm -hmm. where the mouth opens, like us, we consider that our front. So I'm going to apply a similar logic. Okay. Well, That's what I'm going to go with. Why, why would we think that clams would think any differently than Because me? when they move, they uh, go like this. Yeah, so that's their back. So they, so they push away the front clavy part. What's, What's important? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can keep debating. If we want to debate no, no, like, no. What's clam in positioning, mouth? we What's can. That you see some remnants of what's clearly a spelunker of some sort. Oh. Does it look like it has good loot? Make a perception check. Can I as well? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of spelunker. Ugh. Is there 12? loot? Ooh, I'm interested. <laughs> I got a nat 20, so that's a 29. <laughs> Um, wow. It looks like there might be some nice things in there, yeah. I mean, you, you you can't really tell for sure. You're looking, this is many, many hundreds of feet away, and the crab is just quite, the crab, the clam is just quite large. Um, so you can see these little glimmers of pieces and they look kind of nice. <clears throat> Ask if it wants to trade. Can we trade with you? What do you want to trade with me for? What? Yeah, what can you possibly give a crab, Soria? Um, I mean, clam. Oyster. Oyster. Say, if it gives a, if it spits out what's left of that, we can give it, it I bet it, I have some dragon blood. It's probably never tasted that. I'll trade you that corpse for some dragon blood? That sounds interesting. What do you want my food for? Shiny? I like shiny things. You want the shiny bits? Yes, the shiny bits, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. You would take them away from me? It likes the shiny bits. Do you like the shiny bits, or is that the part that's hard to digest? I don't like shiny bits. Oh, well, then we can just get it out of you if you'd like. You would take shiny bits away? Yes, all of the shiny bits. All the shiny bits. Then come and take shiny bits. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Sorry, can you give me a little guidance? Sure. Guidance. Can I do a quick uh, insight <laughs> check on this? Sure. <laughs> You're pretty good at reading clams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who can trust a giant clam anyway? I wouldn't trust a giant clam. Well, we, we're about to. Yeah, I I don't know what to tell you here. Uh, dirty 20. Get, sure, you think the clam is displeased about shiny bits and would be more than happy to have you take the shiny bits away? You're not going to eat me, right? <laughs> I've already eaten. Here. Yeah. Nines, take the... I have two vials of acid. Also from Dromar. So things go sideways, you can use those, and it wouldn't like those inside. Is it watching us discuss this? I don't think it speaks my language. It, it can't you're probably you. understand Soria, and you're using magic to communicate with it, so... I don't know. Probably not. I, I tie a rope around uh, Nine's waist and shoulders. I think we should avoid the acid in case it thinks that's an act of hostility. Just, just like put them on your belt, so you can like throw them in case of crushing death. Thanks for the potions of agility, Soria. I forgot those. The I'll ones that help you retrieve shiny things. That, yes, that thing. Okay. Nines, uh, you cross the room. You go two or three hundred feet out. We'll go away from your companion. No, we'll go with him for a little bit. Yeah, at the end of the... I hold the end of the rope. You're not going to get a TPK on us, but... All of us eaten by single clam. Okay, so... Are you all just, like, venturing out into the room here? We'll come out with him. Okay. To get closer. Yeah. Sure. So you've been trying to the center that much rope. I only have 200 feet of rope. There's little pools of water underneath your feet as you splash along through here. It's the first time you've felt, felt really standing water. It's not very deep, maybe just an inch or two, but it's deeper than other parts here. And occasionally you can even feel like a little wave of water. Very subtle, very, very subtle. And you get to this center point where the clam is and the lights are coming through, the cracks in the ceiling above, illuminating it. It's got a very pretty exterior, almost an iridescent shell. And it opens its mouth up wide. 
very slowly. And you see there's a whole collection of gear and things that have been shed from its last meal. Sorry, hand me your bag of holding. No, this is my only way to escape the water. <laughs> just but, uh, I can't carry all that metal. Okay, I think. Nines, just toss it out here. How deep does it go into the clam? To get all the stuff, you'd have to put. You'd have to kind of like lean the upper half of your body in there to kind of get in and like grab the stuff. So it's not super deep. All right, I will start reaching in and grabbing things. Okay. You pull out the smattering of gear. Does look nice. Uh, the clothes and leather parts of it are sort of torn up, but there's some metal bits that are good. Like there's a chain shirt that seems to be in pretty good condition. Um. And some other climbing pieces. There's a bit of rope. Yelsef, I found you more rope. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. One can never have too much rope. No. Wow. No, you Clam, can't. how many people did you eat to get all this stuff? This was one. One? So many things. They were so many things. They all come down the hole. I get my meal. And as you... But you're not eating me, right? I am full. You kind of look up and you notice there's a bunch of ropes hanging from above. They're all sort of frayed at various parts. Oh, from the cavern above the clam? Mm-hmm. From where some light is pouring in. Sorry, I don't uh, recommend spelunking in this cave. What's spelunking? Cave getting, going. It's getting eaten by clams. Cave go. No, I... So what we have been doing is spelunking. <laughs> uh... Well, we don't have any. Well, whoa, no, we do have a lot of rope. Uh oh, we're caving. Yeah, we're caving off spelunking. Uh, we are getting lost thank in the cave. Yes, you that is true. For taking the shiny bits. Should I ever see you again? I will not eat you. Thank you. Here, have this hat. <laughs> I'm guessing you put a hat on top of the clam. Yes, I well, I try to. What haven't I used yet? You did a top I must hat have a, and a bowler. I must have a jester hat somewhere. Oh, yeah. And you have a disguise kit. Sure. You have a disguise kit that, you... that apparently just gets sort of quasi-magically <laughs> replenished. <laughs> no, like, you... it's, a, it's a disguise kit, but it's literally just hats. He <laughs> just, just hats. Just, just hats. blow it all in hats. 
That's what my money or something. Nines. Yes. Can you confirm with the giant clam the way out? He said to his right. Yes. Right? You said to your right? Could we also climb out the hole above? I mean, people climbed in. But we'd probably get eaten by a clam. It's full. It's fine. <laughs> Do you want me to spend some time climbing up the wall? <laughs> this is, to be clear, in the center of the room away from all of the walls. Uh, to abstract this into perhaps a more clear picture, imagine that you are in a small, say, high school gymnasium, and you are in the center of the basketball court. And above you, there is a skylight, and there are several ropes dangling down, some three or four feet, some 10, all of them several factors of you higher <laughs> and that is what you would be attempting to reach I mean from this point I could get up there which is to say uh, there are no walls that you can clearly climb up because it would be climbing up the sides of said gymnasium to try to reach something in the center of said gymnasium yeah that's not a problem for me <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just uh, go to the right. So you're talking about taking on like a spider form or something? Yeah. Okay. okay. That, that would be are, feasible. Yeah. If we are if we are to believe the giant clam, then there will be passage to its right, assuming so, we understand which he believes is its right. Would that be our left then? Off to the left would be the reasonable assumption to make here. And the clam, to drive home the point, sort of jumps itself a little bit that way, just so you understand what it means. So are we taking all of this trash with us, or just search through it? Well, I would say, I want to give a, well, we'll give you the rope. I just want to give the chain shirt a cursor inspection to look like it's- And there's several other things that I haven't described in here, because there's a whole mess of stuff. Um, but. There's probably 80 pounds worth of material here. Just metal things. Jewel Very, jewelry. Yeah, jewelry. Um, climbing gear. I'll just shove it. Straps of boots and things. Just shove it all in my bag. <laughs> There's a bunch of books. When we get somewhere, some when we get somewhere safe, we can. Well, like this. it'll be like spirited away. And just junk everywhere. Mm -hmm. Is there any identification on the guy who was mostly hole in there? Uh, no, no. Mostly hole, meaning skeleton and some bits of flesh. It mostly crushed, probably. Yeah. So hey, why do they keep coming down here? Just bored. I assume that's why anyone climbs into a place like this. Climb, is there treasure here? I don't know what treasure did, is. Did you ask the clam its name? Yeah, what's your name, clam? Clamsy? I don't have a name. Hmm. Names aren't important for clams. 
Could you ask it? I want to be clear that it is only understanding this through the force of magic right now. Uh Yeah, we are aware. Yes. Ask it what its favorite type of cake is. (laughs) I think this favorite type of cake is man. (laughs) Man cake? Oh, no. No, its favorite type of cake is definitely crab cake. Crab cake? I'll take some of my crab jerky. Here, you can give it some crab jerky. Sorry, you can feed it if you want. I don't, I don't, it's not polite to just toss food in someone's mouth. <laughs> when, when you say, sorry, you can feed it if you want, it just sort of gently opens up. <laughs> I throw all my crab jerky into it. <laughs> it does whatever clams do to chew. It and doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it thinks that's good, but I'm not. You're fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you tossed it some crab jerky. It so how, tastes how fairly high, good to it. Two questions. How high up is the ceiling? Uh, probably 100 feet or so. Oh, okay. You're not going to uh, put together a ladder with the trees you've been carrying this whole time? <laughs> I was going let's, to, let's continue let's down. Continue in the direction that the clam has told us to go. Yep. Yes, the clam knows all. Goodbye, Clamsterdam. I'll, I'll heal the clam. Thank the clam. <laughs> You're welcome. You understand me. <laughs> it it understands you. Oh, that's yeah, right. It understands you. Say it understands yeah. me, but yeah, that's right. I just don't understand you. Exactly. Okay. So. You head over to the farthest right side of the room. And going from where the clam is, and you guys sort of explore around to make sure you're getting the right things. There are two passageways here. One that goes back down, and you can see it's a short enough passageway to another area that you have been. You recognize it. You've been through there before. But to your sort of right as you're facing this very large corner, I'm using corner incredibly generously here, there's a passageway that continues off to your right, sort of traveling um, now up. Well, we Not necessarily a, in elevation, but sort of away from if you want, where you're going. We have an orb of direction. You could probably just give us directions using cardinal. If you want to, but you haven't started using it. I have it. One of us has it. Mm, I'm pretty sure I don't. It's not me. You guys don't let me touch anything important. I have it. Mm-hmm. Then you can start using it if you want. Yeah, I'll use that. Okay. As you pull out this orb. Before you do that, you say that we recognize the passage as a place we've been before. What do we recognize it as? A place full of crates and junk, a smelly place. Uh, that long junk. twisting passage as you came down to enter this room? Mm-hmm. That. Mm. Okay. 
Alright. As you pull the orb out, it emits a very low glow. Just low enough for you to see its effect. At first, it's sort of cloudy, and then it clears this glass orb. And a little red arrow in it. It spins around very quickly for a moment, and then locks into a direction. And that, you're pretty sure, is north. And it points straight north, is not quite down that passage that you haven't been down. But it's a passage that leads northward. Shall I go that way? That's the way the clam was pointing? Or not pointing? Mm-hmm. Yep. We will follow the clam's advice. All hail the clam. All hail the clam. You follow this passage. All hail the clam. Let's become oath of clam palad or not of paladins, warlocks. Maybe 40, 50 feet at most. And you come to a sort of T-junction, more of a Y-junction. And you can go to your left, which is southeastward. Or you can go to your right, which is almost due north. Um, the clam did not tell us what north. to do when we came to a junction. The you arrow is pointing that way. We'll go that way. <laughs> okay. I assume that's how this works. You right. travel northward. Did, did anyone ever explain to you how a compass works? Nope. You travel northward. It's a fairly straight tunnel. And bombs back and forth just a little from side to side. And you seem to be leaving the lowest parts as the See? tidal line mm. is sinking lower on the walls here. Hero doesn't lie. It smells strongly of fish and other crustaceans. The deeper you go down this tunnel. And you eventually come to a room. A room that's brighter than most. There are lichens on the walls that are emitting a soft glow. Bits of sun come through small holes above into the sides and the high set walls here. It's gorgeous, this room. And then you see fairly large shapes scurrying about. These shapes are maybe four feet long, and they they stand up, bolt upright, and they're sort of hard to make out. They're keeping their distance from you, just out of clear sight. You can see them backlit from some of the light emanating from the lichens. Are they humanoid? Mm-mm. 
No. Some sort of animal. Do you still speak with animal? That's great. Uh, how An long hour? Does that last? Uh, has it been 10 minutes? It's probably getting near the end of that 10 minute time frame. But you probably would still have it. Excuse me! Who are you? Some guy trying to get out. You're not here to hurt us. No. Are you trying to hurt us? Are you from the sea? No, I'm you... from land. You're not a fish? I check myself for gills. <laughs> Are you a clam? Are you a catfish? No, Why? I know a clam though. Are you an oyster? Oh God, no. Are you a walrus? What about an anemone? An anemone? Do you even know what that is? No. Is it bad? Oh shit, shit, shit. Why are you here? We got attacked by Dick. Mo Moby. Mm-hmm. We are lost. That too, we're also lost. Do you like... Cuddling in piles? Uh... Yes! <laughs> what? Not of those two, the... though. The shapes, of which there are quite a few now, all roughly about the same height, between like three and a half and four and a half feet tall. They all drop down and you can hear this scurrying running towards you. Many dozens, hundreds of feet hitting the ground, pattering over it as they rush towards you. <laughs> and you see something that the three of you have never seen before. But there is a colony of sea otters rushing at you. <laughs> Just for you, huh? What's the CR rating on a sea otter? <laughs> wow, that's a really good way for us to uh, have the DM try to kill us with the rest of the campaign. <laughs> Did I say roll initiative? No, I wanted to know for, for druid transformation um... purposes. I I don't know what the CR rating is. I'm gonna on say sea otter. One eight. Um, probably. It's the equivalent uh, of a pony <laughs> or a dolphin. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna say one eight. Yeah, it, it's right. a, a CR one eight. But they have a swim speed. Well, no, I just right. I wanted to note it. Um, they they do definitely have a swim speed. Probably 60 feet around, I'm guessing. Might be a little faster than that. Pretty good. Are they I mean, they are me now? Uh, yeah. They all rush towards you. And when they get to the four of you, they all stand in a very close sort of cluster. You see this maybe 30 or 40 of them all together. 
And they all stand upright, twitching their little whiskers, looking at you three. They're so cute. And that's just Four when your us, spell right? fades. And now they're making adorable little squeaking noises. Uh-huh. This is what they sound like? This is what they've sounded like this whole time. Well, you should learn magic then. And <laughs> that's where we're going to call today's session. Just surrounded by otters. You guys end your session surrounded by adorable little sea otters. Uh-huh. It's nice to not be surrounded by something that's going to kill us that we're aware of. <laughs> we know. It's a big question. Um, do we, do you, you smell like a clam right now, though. You better be careful. You just were face deep in a clam. <laughs> um, that, that's why they were so very confused. <laughs> you smell, all of you smell a lot like a clam. But you clearly weren't some, a clam. Some more clammy than others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I hope you all had fun almost being killed by ogres and then mortar fire and, and then being lost in a and then battle. being lost in a cave. But you want you ended this session with otters. Yeah. And can anything be better than that? No, I don't think so. No. And for the record, anyone who's out there watching. Yeah, I know sea otters are typically not a colony otter. They usually prefer to be just in packs of two or three out floating in the kelp at night. They don't usually hunt in packs like the rest. This is my world and otters are extra cute. So (laughs) these are magic otters. Maybe it might be magic otters. You'll find out. I'm going to find an otter shaman. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't planned on that, but now that you mention it, You have some time to think. I do have a little time to think. Uh, Like I said, I hope you all had fun. Hope you all enjoyed watching that. Um, Tune in next week. And maybe we'll have some... Maybe maybe we'll be doing another giveaway. I hope. I'm I'm trying to make another one happen for you guys. Mm -hmm. So, I love you all. Stay safe. See you later. Bye. Bye.